W233DB Norwich. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. President Biden heads west this week. He'll be visiting California's central coast, getting an up-close and personal look at all of the damage done by several weeks of powerful storms that have raked the state from north to south. In San Diego, Mission Valley resident Estes Rodriguez tells KGTV that flooding is still making it dangerous to venture out. I don't feel like it's super safe to drive out just because there's a lot of potholes. There's a lot of areas with, you know, water, you know, deep holes and sinkholes that you don't really see. The sun came out Monday in San Francisco, but across the bay in Berkeley, 10 homes were evacuated when a hillside collapsed. And in Monterey County, a swollen river that swamped farmland over the weekend is still rising. I'm Donna Warder. House Republicans denouncing a double standard in the handling of the Biden classified documents case. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise tweeted at the FBI, where's the raid of Biden's garage? Referring to the August raid on Mr. Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence in Palm Beach, Florida. Speaker Kevin McCarthy labeled the situation as, quote, another faux pas by the Biden administration by treating law differently based on your political beliefs. That's uh, Capitol Hill correspondent Bernie Bennett. There's a manhunt going on in Central California after six people, including a 17-year-old mother and her six-month-old baby, were shot to death in a home in Goshen about 35 miles south of Fresno. Police say they're searching for at least two suspects. In what amounts to fallout from the now-abandoned one-child policy communist China has, for the first time in six decades, seen its population decline. 850,000 fewer people at the end of last year compared with 12 months earlier. China's population, though, still uh, stands at 1.4 billion. On Wall Street, stocks are mixed. The Dow down 158 points, while the Nasdaq is trading 24 points higher. More on these stories at townhall.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Mexico now has one of the world's most stringent anti-tobacco laws. Mexico is joining ranks with Greece, Ireland, and Hungary with some of the toughest anti-tobacco legislation in the world. The new law bans smoking in public places, including hotels, beaches, and parks, as well as the promotion, advertising, and sponsorship of tobacco products. E-cigarettes and vapes are also looking at new restrictions. Tasha Stevens reporting. Authorities in Nepal have started returning to families the bodies of plane crash victims, and they're sending the aircraft's data recorder to France for analysis as they try to determine what caused the country's deadliest air accident in 30 years. 
The aircraft plunged into a gorge over the weekend while on approach to an airport in the foothills of the Himalayas, killing at least 70 of the 72 people aboard. Searchers found the cockpit voice recorder and the flight data recorder yesterday and continue coming through the debris. News and analysis at townhall.com. Hi, everybody. Gorgeous start out there with clear skies, but we are expecting partly to mostly cloudy skies through the day today with a chance for a few rain showers later this afternoon. Temperatures today mild in the mid-40s. Tonight, chance for a shower early, then just mostly cloudy, overnight low 32. Tomorrow, a mixture of sun and clouds, breezy, highs in the upper 40s to near 50 along the shoreline. Thursday, partly to mostly cloudy, a wintry mix is possible. Initially, before precipitation changes to rain, highs in the low 40s. In the early warning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm Meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Tuesday. 37 in Norwich, 39 in New London. Good morning. I'm Marty Hausberger. Hartford Healthcare has agreed to buy American Ambulance, a landmark Norwich business. No word on a purchase price, and the deal still needs state approval, which could take months. Hartford Healthcare already owns Hunter's Ambulance Service out of Meriden. Connecticut package stores are preparing for the fight against an expected bill that would allow the sale of wine in supermarkets. A similar bill was proposed two years ago that would have only allowed wine produced in Connecticut to be sold in grocery stores, but it failed to pass. This year's version of the bill expected to propose the sale of any wine in supermarkets that are allowed to sell alcoholic beverages. Lobbyists for the package stores and the Connecticut Food Association representing grocery stores are expected to be busy working on lawmakers the next few months. The current average cost for a gallon of regular gas in Connecticut is $3.20. That's up three pennies in a week. In Rhode Island, it's three and a quarter. AAA reports that's actually a penny increase from a week ago. The national average this morning, $3.32 a gallon. Crews were called to a house in the Hopkinton village of Ashaway around 8 o'clock yesterday morning. Cause of a fire on Lynn Lane was a partially plugged chimney. Material was removed from a wood stove and the house was ventilated. The Ashaway Volunteer Fire Association reminding homeowners to clean their chimneys on a regular basis. And a dog up for adoption in Rhode Island who gained popularity for being a hybrid wolf is getting a new home. Zeus, four-year-old mix, also including Husky and German Shepherd, was taken in by the Potter League for Animals. That's in Middletown, Rhode Island. But the problem was it's illegal to have a wolf dog as a pet in Rhode Island. So Zeus is moving to upstate Vermont, one of the few states here in the Northeast that allows people to own wolf dogs. Who knew? Becoming mostly cloudy. Chance of some rain showers this afternoon up to 44. It's 37 in Norwich at 10.06. Next news at 11. I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH. And now, Stu Breyer. So I was listening to you doing sports this morning. And uh-huh. uh, you're talking about Tom Brady. And uh, uh-huh. I was thinking that people are more concerned about his future than their own. <laughs> I think that is so partially correct. About, oh, yes. is he gonna be? Well, he's in his late hundreds now. Come on. And I could not care less than I do now because once you retire and you unretire, I'm done with you. Yeah. You just let us know when you're done, and we'll, I'll, I'll mention it. But as far as speculation and talking yeah, about I'm it, I don't, I don't care. I'm tired of retiring, unretiring. I just, yeah. you know, I don't like. What is he a boxer? <clears throat> he should have left when he after we won the Super Bowl and yeah, gonna get into the broadcast booth, which he's going to do at Fox Sports. And uh, I'm not convinced he'll be any good at that. I don't know. He's got a new lady. Oh, he does. I mean, yeah. What supermodel is it at this time? Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, Cheryl Teagues. (laughs) 
She's old enough to be his. Uh, no, but she's yeah, beautiful. she's old enough to be her mom. So beautiful. Yeah, she is gorgeous. Her, uh, picture. Did you? Everybody had Cheryl Teague posters. Oh, the fishnet bathing suit. My, yeah, my, my. yeah. I wasn't into the Farrah Fawcett posters, but so what? many people had one. No, I just I don't know. I didn't have one, but I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a nice poster, but yeah. I thought Cheryl Teague's was um, had a better poster. Probably, yeah. But that's just, you know, personal taste. That's just, taste. You. That's just yeah. your, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I have a guest at 1 o'clock. Her name is Jane Frazier. Down goes Frazier. No. Yeah, Frazier. Frazier. President of the Stuttering Foundation. Oh, wow. And that's different. I didn't um, know there was such a thing. We had a gentleman who, really a terrific guy, Charlie Ryan, who used to work in the afternoons here. Oh, really? And uh, Was he a stutterer? When he wasn't on the air. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So on the air, he did not stutter. On the air. But just talking to him in the Mm -hmm. front of the wall of engineering, he was stuttered. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting, huh? It is wild. It's a topic that I don't think we've ever talked about in this program in all those years. Probably not. That's a good topic, though. It is a good topic. It's the Stuttering Association. Hmm. Also, there's going to be, in the very near future, uh, they're going to do a, a big uh, documentary on the Norwich Hospital, Norwich State Hospital. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Who's doing that? Um, there's a guy who wrote a book, and they want to come in and film. They have a couple of people coming in and talking about it, and then they want to film it and put it into a documentary, so they'll uh-huh. be up here with the filming crew. That'll be interesting. Uh-huh. I'd love to watch that. Uh-huh. That place still freaks me out. Yeah, it's weird. When you drive by it. I know. Even it's though it's pretty much gone. I don't think much is happening, is it there? No, I don't think so. No. It doesn't look like it. Things don't take very, uh, <laughs> very slow. It's only been empty since the mid-90s. Is that right? The mid-90s? Mid-90s, I remember, yeah. What to just... I don't know why things... Well, I guess I do know. So much tape, so much paperwork. So much red. How about the guy who made a 58-foot snowman? Wow. The Daily Mail says Craig Carlson of Wisconsin is going viral because he and his two sons built a 58-foot snowman named Jeffrey. Jeffrey? They used a crane to hang up uh, an 8-foot top hat on the snowman. Jeffrey is wearing a 75-foot scarf. Jeez. His arms are made out of two trees. (laughs) (laughs) This is quite the endeavor. He used 100,000 pounds of snow to make Jeffrey. A hundred thousand pounds? Yeah. Wow. There you go. Wisconsin, I guess they've had a lot of snow. I guess uh, that record may last for a little while. Fifty-eight feet. Mm -hmm. And this is a very important news story that you missed. I'm sorry. What? Marie Osmond has told U.S. Weekly Magazine Mm -hmm. that she has no plans to leave any of her money to her kids. Really? Why would she tell anybody that anyway? What's in anybody's business? Huh. Yeah? I don't know. I I just think all an inheritance does is breed laziness and entitlement. I worked hard, and I'm going to spend it all and have fun with my husband, Steve Craig, (laughs) who I remarried in 2011. Ah, good for her. She says, honestly, why would you enable your child to not try to be something? Maybe they're already something. Well, you could put some contingencies on it. You get yeah. this amount of money if you if you're something. If you make something of yourself yeah. and not just wait for me to die. So she told U.S. Weekly magazine, and then she told them how to lose weight. Um, <laughs> she said, I don't know anybody who becomes anything if they're just handed money. To me, the greatest gift you can give your child is a passion to search out 
who they are inside and to work. I mean, I've done so many things from designing dolls and much more. I love trying, and I want to try everything. I'm a finisher. Jeez, you're not giving her kids any credit, huh? Yeah, no, you act like they're just sloths. Or yeah, will be sloths. Maybe Didn't they, you bring them up better than that? Yeah, I, I think probably they're snowflakes. Because uh, <laughs> that, that's yeah. kind of a weird thing to say, you know, getting it on print. Speaking of that, uh, Lisa Marie Presley's three daughters, Riley, Hopper, and Finley, mm-hmm. will inherit Graceland. They're going to get the whole the whole place? I guess they will, you know. and mm. I don't know, maybe they'll... Apparently, she uh, doesn't subscribe to the Marie Osmond uh, theory of... uh, Maybe they'll sell it and put a Walmart there. I don't know. Inheritance. Lisa will be buried on the property. Elvis purchased the home in 1957 for $100,000. It's worth much more now. Yep. The estate is now worth $500 million. Is it really? Yeah, good investment, Al. Not just the property, but all of Elvis? Mm Mm-hmm. Lisa Marie once said, Graceland was given to me and will always be mine, and then passed to my children. Hmm. It will never be sold. Good. It's a cool place. Have you ever been there? No, but I'm planning on going at home, go. yeah. God willing, next year. It's very cool. It's small, isn't it? It's not that big. It's not It's not huge, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. Did you go to the uh, jungle room? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was went it? ape there, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, you go ape everywhere, so what's the difference? <laughs> so, um, what was the most memorable thing when you went to Graceland? The wall outside. Because people write on the wall outside and oh, put, yeah. put funny stuff on it. So, read the wall when you get there. So, can anybody put something funny in it? Yeah. There, is there room on the wall? Uh, it was pretty crowded back in the 90s when I went. So, you you might have to go down the street a little. And I don't you, know. And you went to see the gravesite? Yeah. Yeah, did that. I had heard that they they misspelled his name. At the gravesite. Oh, did they? Possible? I, didn't, I didn't notice that. <laughs> I'm, sure they, th- I'm sure they must have corrected it by now. It had to be Presley, not Elvis, right? Yeah. You, you, I, can't, mis- yeah. you can't misspell Elvis. Mm, yeah, that's, it's really, I think it was his name. It must be Presley. Yeah. Elvis Aaron Presley. I think or they got Aaron, the middle they, name they got Aaron mixed wrong. up. Yeah, they could have gotten that wrong. Huh. Yeah, okay. you'll like it. It's cool. It's very cool. So how, how long is the tour? Uh, you can just walk, mm. you can't just walk around. If I remember right, it was a tour where you had a little thing in your ear, and they just you just walked around as you wished, and they knew where you were, and so they told you about what you were looking at. I think that's the way it was. I can't remember for sure. And don't ever try to go upstairs, or they'll shoot you. But I don't remember being a guided tour or anything like that. Oh, yeah. It was like okay. you're on your own, but... Yeah, you can't go upstairs. Nobody goes upstairs. No, nobody goes upstairs. Nope. That's uh, that's where Elvis is, watching television. Mm-hmm. Well, he was... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For you who think he's still alive. Yeah, some people do. I, I would, would he be, like 89? Would be... Uh, if he were alive today, he would be 87. 87, okay. He was born in 1935. Okay. Mm-hmm. You knew that off the top of your head? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I did. Yeah. Impressive. Elvis Presley, yeah. Because he was like 30 years uh, older than me. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't do the math, folks. I'm Forget doing it. the math, and I think you're Forget incorrect. It. Yeah, okay, I'm correct. It's fuzzy fuzzy man. Yeah. Fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a crime story that uh, is unbelievable. What's that? A father was arrested for allowing a five-year-old son to drive and crash. 
But yeah, that's what a five-year-old will do if you let him mm-hmm. drive a car. When I was five, we had those little fake things, and oh, yeah, you yeah. went into the car with your dad, and you stuck it on, and you pretended you were driving with him. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy let his kid drive. <laughs> really let him drive. Tennessee police recently arrested John Harris for allowing a five-year-old to drive his car. The boy crashed into a mailbox mm-hmm. before his and his he and his father ran from the sea. <laughs> Can you picture this one? That a way to teach your boy how to evade Let's the law. Get out of here, Junior. Junior was arrested and uh, gave up his license for 17 years. Junior, this is called hit and run. Hit and run. Hit and run. A witness identified John. He told cops that he allows his son to drive and that the crash occurred because his son jerked the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Turned out the dad was a jerk. So this isn't the first time his kids drive. I no. let my kid drive. I guess he uh, definitely was priming little, him to be a good yeah, driver. A little early for that. A little early. Amazing. When I was five, I used to get in the car and get car sick. <laughs> this guy is driving. This little kid is driving. Here. Not so very that's well, it. Though. Yeah. So do you know anybody with a stutter? Um, There's a country singer that... Uh, Mel Tillis, I remember Mel Tillis, him, yeah. yeah. He, but he, he never stuttered when he sang. No, right? he never stuttered when he sang. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, it's interesting, the, vo- the voice in uh, your mind. There are a lot of uh, radio announcers that have an accent, except when they go on the air. Yeah, or actors, yeah. Or like that. They can talk without an accent. It's amazing. I'm amazed at that stuff. I am, too. It's like, well, how does this happen? Yeah. How does this work? Or like uh, Ralph Cramden used to say, Hamada, 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 Hamada. That was when he was in trouble. Yes. So that's the scoop. All the weird stories of the day. And anybody else rated for having documents in the news this morning? (laughs) Hmm? It just keeps coming, doesn't it? It's amazing, Uh, huh? It's just stuff you cannot make up. (laughs) How that ever got out to the public is amazing because there's just so much... So many cover-ups that you would wonder how that last one got out, you know? I don't know. Well, I can't play the jingle because it's uh, not? it's not in the computer today. No. Oh, here it is. I'm sorry. I missed it. It's right there in front Maybe of your I face. I should change it. You know, I've been using it for how many years? Ever since I've been here, and I've been here 16 years. Wow, 16 years. Yeah. Holy cow. Good for you. Well, thanks. Don't ever leave either. Oh, I don't plan on it, but I don't know what the higher-ups have in mind, you know? Oh, the higher-ups? I don't know. I haven't talked to the higher-ups in a long time. <laughs> I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Stu, see ya. Have a good show. See ya. Thank you. Stu Breyer with the WICH. Uh, let's get into, uh, to start things off, an open topic. Got some interesting stuff for you today, and you make it interesting as well, of course. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. People do strange things, don't they? Let your five-year-old drive a car. I don't know. Well, there's so many people in the in the world, and somebody has to do some strange things. You're on the air. Welcome. Well, good morning to you, and happy Monday. I mean, Tuesday. The last time I talked to you, you were upset about your cookies being too hard. 
<laughs> you got a good you got a good response from people out of oh, soften that was, your cookies. That was wonderful. It was great listening to all those ideas, and I ended up putting them in the microwave, like one person said, for about ten or twenty seconds, and that worked out perfectly. Oh, good. See, so uh, you ask, you shall receive. No, send, that's that's the Stu Breyer show right there. All the listeners' cookies now, every one of them. <laughs> well, I didn't want to toss them, as I said. So yes, you know. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to crumble um, but, them either. By the way, speaking of um, Lisa Presley, I, it is Lisa, right? Lisa Marie, yeah. Yeah, Lisa Marie. Uh, I read where there's going to be a public memorial service for her at Graceland. Mm-hmm. So that's... Uh, that she'll be buried next to her dad, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Who was yeah. uh, buried in Graceland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, have you ever taken a Gallup poll? About horses? Oh, God. You're, you're, you're close. No, I've you're never. Close, I've never. I know. It's Monday. You haven't warmed up yet. I yeah. thought I was yeah. warm. Where you're still I? using the funny jokes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, we've we've had polls before, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, mm-hmm. I got a... Uh, I got a letter in the mail asking, inviting me to take a Gallup poll uh-huh. about how I like the services of a particular... Um, Nonprofit organization. It's actually the State Library for the Blind and Physical Handicapped. Oh. So I guess I guess Gallup is uh, branching out, maybe uh, to taking surveys for organizations and stuff. I I don't know, but it's the first time I ever got invited by letter to take a survey from Gallup. I can take it online or I can take it on the phone. But in the envelope was mm-hmm. a dollar bill. So you'd fill it out. You'd feel guilty if you don't. Oh, well, that's probably their intention, but I'm not mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find that awfully strange. Why can't yeah, they... Yeah, I do, too. Why can't they individually the ask... Heck, and it says, as a, as a token of our appreciation, we're including a $1 bill. That's almost insulting. I mean, make it a 10 or a 20. Make it a 10 or a 20, and I'll just bring it and hand it to you. So, yeah. um... I'll come to your office and take Why couldn't they just ask people that are there uh, individually, are there anything you think we should change or anything we could do better? Yeah, well, this particular entity, the Library for the Blind and Physically Handicapped, uh, most folks don't go there. I mean, you can, Mm -hmm. but most people, uh, you know, order their books through the mail and stuff. Folks who are blind or have reading difficulties. So that probably wouldn't work, unless you had the mailman do the survey. Yeah. But uh, I didn't think that's... I just thought it was strange that they sent me a dollar. Oh, no, I I've got... it's real, because I don't no, want to go to jail it's for real. It's usually a brand, bill that I didn't make myself. It's usually a brand new dollar, too. No, this is not it. It's it was crisp. kind of... Uh, well, it had probably sat in a machine somewhere. Mm. Or maybe they printed it themselves. I have no Anyway, I thought that was kind of strange. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring to your attention, sir... Yes, sir. ...is... Um, Aminals. Animals? Aminals. You call them animals, I call them aminals. Okay, you say potato, we, we know, I say cream we cheese. We all know that thing with the lights and the siren on it that takes you to the hospital. That's an ambulance. Oh, okay, yes, an yeah, ambulance so, question. Anyway, anyway. So getting serious here for a moment, uh, I understand that the DEEP, Department of Energy and Environmental Protection in Connecticut, has an advisory out um, about coyotes. Um, and that this is their um, mating cycle, their 
currently engaged in being engaged. Oh, and okay. It's, uh, yeah. To warn people that these guys and gals, I guess, coyote types, are on the move, and be extra careful if you have small pets, dogs, cats, and so forth uh, outdoors that they don't become dinner, lunch, or breakfast. Um, well, they're mating. You know, they're mating. They have. They're still hungry. I. I don't you get hungry when you're mating? I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but you're hungry for something else. I mean, you're hungry. Absolutely. Sometimes when they're mating, and you I think need, I'm correct on I this. I wonder if they do. They need cigarettes. <laughs> I think but, uh, coyotes so make the loudest noises. Did you ever hear a coyote? They take outside. Kevin, did you ever hear a coyote when they're mating? No. What do they sound like? They sound like somebody is being hurt. It's the seriously. Oh my God! The noise is. You have to look out the window and say, "What's going on there?" And it's uh, oh my goodness! Yeah. I did not know that. I think I'm I've, I've only heard them like yipping out uh, up in the distance, and I always used to think they were puppies. Oh, there's dogs out there. There's puppies. No, these, but they're coyotes. These are not way up in the distance. Mm-hmm. Yip, 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 yip. I, think I don't I, do a coyote very well. Um, the other animal story that I wanted to bring to your attention, and then I'll consider letting you take more calls. All right, um, you're considering. I read an interesting article. I wonder if Susie saw this because she likes to read USA Today, and there was an article over the weekend about uh, the critters in New England that are waking up from their um, winter naps. Critters that hibernate are waking up early because of the warm weather. And they're going out, and they're waking up, and they're looking for food. And there is no food because it's so early in the season. Mm-hmm. And the problem with this is they're not going to find food. They're going to get hungry. Uh, they're going to use up all their energy, and they're going to get sick and die. Oh, goodness. It's so sad. Uh, the example that I was reading about was the groundhog. And I know groundhogs at this time of year aren't very popular, but I'm sure it's happening to other animals. In fact, I, I know it is. Um, I, they did not... I. I did not read anything about bears. I'm guessing maybe bears are waking up early too. Speaking but of bears, uh, speaking of bears, there's a story about a, there's a bear living under somebody's porch. It, this has gone viral. This particular story, and oh. uh, the people in the house say, you know, don't come and get the bear. It's sleeping, and it's not <laughs> bothering anybody. I mean, I would move, but uh, and it's, it's <laughs> wait till it wakes up. It's, it's hibernating. Hungry. I know. I wouldn't feel uh-huh. comfortable with a. A bear I under my porch. Guests for dinner. The guy yeah. under the porch is coming up. Yeah. To each his yeah. own. To each his own, I say. I'm sorry the bear has a virus. I don't know what the bear has, but... Um, well, you said he was going viral. So oh, viral, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very but, cute. Uh, Maybe that's why he's sleeping a lot. I love animals. I love nature, so I found the story interesting. And, mm-hmm. you know, if these uh, critters end up dying, there's going to be a lot of them that aren't going to be able to have young and bring up the next generation. Well, I hadn't thought so about that. Climate change without without getting into why it's happening, because we still don't really know. Well, the politicians um, will get a hold of that information. Huh? said the politicians will get a hold of that information. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. All right, buddy. That, that'll, kill the, that'll kill the animals for sure. <laughs> hey, good talking to you. Always fun. All right, buddy. Have a good day. See you, Kev. Hi, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Stu. Hello, Joe. 
Hey, brother. Hey, I don't know. I never heard coyotes getting on, but I could picture them sounding like wolves. Like, you know how wolves, it's, they howl and I they think make I'm that right. crazy noise? I think I'm right. It's like the wildest sound you could ever hear. You want to yeah, call 911. I watch nature all the time. These animals are incredible. Kevin's right. He loves animals. I do, too. I love nature. Hey, I got to say two things, Stu. Well, first of all, so I don't forget, who's going to be your guest at 1 o'clock? What, what's the topic? The topic is stuttering. Oh, stutter, yeah, yeah. I love when you do hama 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 hama. You do it really good. You do a lot of uh you do a lot of good man, you you're awesome. But anyhow, hey, listen, uh Elvis, he liked peanut butter peanut butter sandwiches with bananas. Do you yeah. remember Mm-hmm. That was one of his big uh, little pet peeves. He had a terrible, he terrible diet. He was yeah, literally <laughs> and killing he, himself. Man, I saw him in concert, Stu, on TV in the late 70s before he passed. Damn, did he blow out like a big, big blow-up doll. He, you know, he just looked so overweight and... You know, Elvis the pelvis. And I got to tell you, I don't hate him. He's not my favorite as king of rock and roll. I told you I love Chuck Berry. But I love In the Ghetto, and I like uh, 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 Kentucky Rain. These two of my favorites of Elvis, uh, among a lot of other songs he sang. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I say that is because he didn't write his own music. And Chuck, Chuck, I watched Chuck Berry yesterday at my buddy's house. He's got the Zoom TV. He can plug in anything still. Chuck Berry, he was just simply cool and the way he, he jigged his guitar and, and he and he walked the dog with his leg up. He was just cool. No, he was and a great he, artist, sure. He was. And and I heard you say to this other guy, you called him the other day, the late great Jeff Beck. What a great guitarist. You see that he's a performer. Jeff Beck was awesome. And uh the last thing, Frazier never got knocked down. Frazier won the first fight against Cassius Clay Muhammad Ali. The second two fights, he got he got beat by technical knockouts, but he never got knocked down by Muhammad Ali. So uh, Marty Hausberg is wrong that when he goes, Frazier, you're down. Frazier never got okay, knocked down. Okay, I didn't realize it, that. I don't, didn't it's realize a fact, because yeah. I, I studied those fights for years, mm-hmm. and I watched them over and over, because I'm a smoking Joe Frazier fan. He's from Philly. Yeah, and we like what? his electric uh, grill. Like you his get electric knocked down grill. twice in yeah. a fight, mm-hmm. In, yeah, in professional boxing, you're done. It's a t- you're TKO, man. You're done. Okay, but I will say you you know you you lost. Got to take never, a break, Muhammad Joe. Muhammad never knocked him down. So Thanks that's for that. For the record, tell Marty Hausberger that. I will. I'm Got looking it. forward to listening to your uh, show today, Stu. Right, thank you. Appreciate it. Got to take a break. Eight eight nine five two five two, and you would be next. A lot of things to get to today. I'm floored. I'm floored, too. It feels good to be floored. I'm floored, and I like it. Thanks to Clough Carpet One Floor and Home. Clough for all of your flooring needs. Not just carpet. A huge selection of hardwoods, tile, vinyl, laminate, and area rugs. And Clough installs everything we sell. Clough offers the best service and knowledgeable staff to help you pick the right flooring for your needs and budget. Financing is available for qualified buyers. By the way, thanks to all of our loyal customers for voting us best flooring company by reader's choice for another year remember club comes to your home to measure and give you an estimate for free we stand behind our floors ask about our carpet one beautiful guarantee and get ready to be floored with cloths family owned since 1972 across from bj's on crossroads and waterford and at clough carpet one waterford.com 
Club Imagine carpet one floor and turn on the TV the news one stop and the weather for folks your are predicting floor. heavy thunderstorms, high winds, and possible power outages. They say that some areas could be without electricity for days. Think about it. How would the loss of power impact your family or your business? What if the power really was out for days? System powering down. Wow, that's what it really sounds like when the power goes out. Will you be ready when the storms hit your town? Hi, this is Shelly. I'm here to remind you to have your generators serviced and ready to go ahead of the storms. At Hall Communications, we use ACDC Electric. They are the largest generator dealer in eastern Connecticut and western Rhode Island. They have the most techs on the road with the best training available. They have the largest inventory of parts in stock, and they won't leave you in the dark. Visit acdcindustrial.com online or Call Charlie at 860-886-ACDC. ACDC Industrial Electric. We won't leave you in the dark. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline to apply is March 15th. Grants will be awarded for the next academic year. So, go to ctba.org to download the application form and apply now. It's going to be a delightful weather day for winter. Temperatures in the middle 40s, sunshine, and thanks for holding. You're on the air. Good morning, Father Stu. Hello, Boston Boston Benny. Good to hear from you. What's up, buddy? Uh, You sound great this morning. Thank you. Uh, yesterday, when you were talking about Mickey, you brought back some memories. Mickey for me Mantle. Because, uh, Mickey I was Mantle. brought up in mm-hmm. Stanford. So we saw the New York Yankees play, and I really felt every time I saw him at the plate, because I wasn't a Yankee fan, I was at the time a Brooklyn Dodger fan. He, he was just a hitting machine, Stu. He, this this man could hit both sides of the plate, and it's almost like it was automatic when he came up to the plate. He was going to get a, a home run or extra base hit or something like that. Yeah, his father taught him, uh, said, you're going to be a baseball player, you've got to learn to hit from both sides. And uh, he did very well, lefty and righty. Very good. And, and when you were t- mentioning about someone mentioning was that his real first name, it made me remember what his father's first name was, and I believe it was Matt. Matt Mantle. That I didn't know. But it had an M, but for sure. I don't yeah. know why they, you know, certain names stick in my mind, but, you know, I forget. Mm-hmm. But one other thing is, the story that was mentioned this morning about the five-year-old child driving mm-hmm. um, made me think, believe it or not, of what Occurred, I believe, yesterday at a Martin Luther King event. There was a shooting, and we've been had a number of shootings, as you know, still. Yes, I do. Throughout the country, and you mentioned a word you may not remember saying it this morning. That some of these stories, or at least one of them, was weird, mm-hmm. and that you know, and what we're dealing with in this country, in my opinion, is we're dealing with a lot of weird stories because there's a lot of weird things happening. And I don't want to, you know, go on about this subject, but I don't think we're living in a a normal time. I mean, maybe there's some things that have to happen 
we need change. But I think a lot of people don't feel it's normal. And I think that the the people that live in this country are not being treated fairly because they're not being given, I don't think, the adequate information to help them through these times. I've asked for a psychological evaluation of the country because we have people in different states who are doing different things, doing strange things, weird things, violent things, and I don't know how long uh, the people, uh, you know, it's, it's, gonna, it's impacting the people. So, Benny, the thing that I think about, we have uh, news 24 hours a day. There are all kinds of ways to uh, get information online, this, that, and uh, so the news is, uh, I don't know if it's much different, but we're hearing more of it because there's so much more that's being uh, put into the airwaves. It, it would be nice if, you know, I know we hear about the government all the time getting involved too much, but we need, the, the people, I say we, the people need some help. They need some guidelines. They need to know what's going on so that they can you know, live. And, and, you know, I feel it when I go to church on Sunday. A lot of wonderful people, but, you know, I know some of the issues that they're facing personally, and then they have to deal with the ones that are going on in society. So that's that's my two cents. Okay. So thank you for Thanks. making my call, and have a good day. You too, thank you. It's uh, Stu is with you. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. I had two things, but I'll say one thing. You have a guest coming up talking about stuttering. Yes. And uh, when I was growing up in Uncasville, uh, there was a family, uh, seven children, and one of them, he had to be about, I want to say, six. When I'm thinking back, he stuttered, and the parents were very patient with him so he could get out whatever he had to say and they were very involved with our family because uh different ages and we played together and whatnot um i'm not sure if he's retired yet but he's a doctor Mm -hmm. out in california well you can be anything you want if you're a stutterer it certainly people yeah, would I rather mean, not be a stutterer. Not he overcame that. <clears throat> I don't know, but mm-hmm. it was a, he was a good kid from what I remember. Um, secondly, I wanted to say you said that you were eventually going to have a guest on uh, about Norwich Hospital and a documentary. Yeah, two guests that have come up with a really significant uh, book on it. Uh, some of the things that uh, they believe were fallacies and not correct about the history of the Norwich Hospital and they're going to have it filmed here at WICH. So they're going to wow, the book will I be out. I may be able to contribute. <laughs> I worked there for 3 years. Yeah, they're hoping what they want is the listeners to call in and give stories about the Norwich Hospital and then they're going to put it in their documentary. Uh yeah, hopefully um I'll catch that date because I worked in human resources way back. When they were closing up, I was instrumental in boxing up all the records painstakingly, Mm -hmm. and they never went where they had to go. If I can remember that mm -hmm. person who is in charge of making sure the boxes go 
to a reserve place. I wish I knew, but all I know, I was in the basement. Uh, uh, we were all, uh, uh, I don't know what I want to say, from written journals, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, they were going into the computer, and we had retirees that had a little more to go that were working with me down in the basement uh, collecting all those records. And, um, well, I, I and listen, from I what hope I you heard, call. they never went where they were supposed to oh, go. Oh, the documents. Uh, listen, uh, please, I'll, I don't know the date yet, but I hope you do call in. They would really appreciate you calling. Absolutely. All right, thank, thank you. you. Let's take this call before the break. 89-5252, good morning to you. Donuts, crullers, and blizzards were, um, okay. were they Bismarck's. Yes, you're talking about sweets. Yeah, the Bismarck's, they're, I don't know where they come from, but there was, a, I think, a ship in the old days called the Bismarck. Yeah, there's a song, Sink the Bismarck, and it wasn't oh, a donut. Okay. Nope. Now, I, I, took, yeah, I actually took notes before I'm calling, so I hope you don't mind that. Well, I don't mind as long as they're nice notes. What's up? Oh, they're always nice, always nice <laughs> except for the toothpaste dripping down the arm. Um, anyway, um, Stu Breyer, I, I don't mean this just for you, but for me, my mom, everybody listening, we were all born, and I really never took it to any religion or psychology, philosophy, anything of how that happened, absolutely. I, I don't know, frankly. How you came but, to be? Is that what you like to know? Yeah, how did we come to... Well, of course, we know the physical part, but, I mean, the part of the soul thing, uh, how did the soul get into us? Because when we think about it, I, I don't know, maybe you think different, other, other people do. We are absolutely who we are on the Earth. We have an ID, like Homer, uh, not Homer Simpson, but in the old days, a philosopher okay. called it the id. And it's kind of funny because we call it identification, and then we use the id as abbreviation. So that's number one. What, what do you think, Stu? Well, man has, since the beginning of time, has always been wondering and searching, I'm like, what is this all about? So, Yeah, like Chief Seattle on one of the Native American poems, he says, the big mystery, and you can't um, eat your money. That was the other thing. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody, thing anybody could studio. give an answer, but you don't know if it's right. Go ahead. What else? Yeah, we never know if it's right. That's the, that's the problem. And then now with so much, much computer stuff and technology, lasers, imagine if the right thing came along, but we blamed somebody for doing it as far as telling us where we come from and where we go, because we, we'd claim it's a computer doing it, you know, a, a program or something. The only thing I'm sure of is I come from Boston, Massachusetts. That's yeah. it. What <laughs> else? What else you got? Is, I'm definitely calling from Studio 128. Uh-huh. Maria knows that. And I was in the store earlier today, the grocery store, and there was this guy who came in the store. He was yelling outside and everything, and he was yelling in the store. He was yelling at the clerks. And uh-huh. then, for some dumb reason, I ended up in the line, line at the cashier right behind him. And he started yelling at me, and I said, uh, "We have this is a good day, sir. The sun is out." And then he turned around. And he said, "God bless you," and he left. I couldn't figure out what simple words. Why would my well, simple words make <clears throat> uh, someone that was giving such a a problem just you know? Well, you handled uh, it. You handled it obviously peace. the right way because 
arguing back at somebody who's out of control and uh, just keeps feeding the flame. So obviously you calmed him down. Good for you. Whatever it was, I didn't feel any fear. That's maybe that's the thing when people have fear on top of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't feel any fear. It was just another human being saying something, but he obviously had a problem. That's it, Stu. Thanks. All right, thank you. Yes. Something to think about psychologically. You're on the air. Hi. Hi, Stu. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. I just came from the Rally Point Veterans Coffee House. Good, good. And I want to remind people that it is held at the Veterans Rally Point uh, at Stott Avenue in the Industrial Park in Norwich. It is the first and third Tuesday of the month from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Everybody's welcome. Now, you do not have to just be a veteran. Mm -hmm. I am the daughter of a veteran, and all family members are welcome. All right, I'm glad you called because it's always good to get reminders. We don't want anybody to miss out on it. It's very important. I'll call again. All right, Bye. thanks. Got to take a break, and you would be next, 889-5252. Fox News Commentary. The Pentagon is mulling over back pay for service members discharged over that bogus COVID vax mandate. Maybe this time the government will do the right thing. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. Vaccine mandate had a devastating impact on our military. Our service members were forced to choose between a vaccine they didn't want or the end of a career they sacrificed to have in the first place. It was wrong, and thank goodness that COVID vax mandate has been repealed. But what about those service members who were discharged over it? The Pentagon is now considering back pay for those who were booted for refusing the jab. Well, this is a no-brainer. These brave service members need to be made whole for this. Nearly 8,500 military members were discharged for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine while it was mandated. They should all be brought back and compensated fairly. But what about the 96% of military members who buckled and got the jab? Where is their compensation? Some will suffer side effects. Where is their retribution? It's time for Uncle Sam to pay the piper and our troops. I'm Tommy Laren. Give them their past checks. Get started on that topic. Uh, We'll get to another call coming up. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline to apply is March 15th. Grants will be awarded for the next academic year. So go to ctba.org to download the application form and apply now. Partly to mostly cloudy, but a lot of sunshine sneaking into high 44 today. 32 tonight, uh, some rain showers. Wednesday, a mix of sun and clouds and 50. Bingo. Good weather. 39 degrees. Thanks for holding. You're on the air. Oh, hi. 
Hi, Stu. Hi. Uh, Wonder Man might be able to find that stuff out if he got on his little smartphone and and typed in Coast to Coast AM because they've got stories about all kinds of stuff like that. As a matter of fact, in one of my uh, reincarnation books from the 80s, because I go with the old stuff. You know why? Because it's not woke. And uh, what they say, back in the day, I kind of believe more than anything printed right now. I don't own any brand new books. Um, so he could probably find that answer. I'm in a bad mood because I couldn't get any of my um, news. You know how I always get the national news and everything? What happened, Susie? Oh, there are some stations that are... I'm going to call them blocked. Blocked? All you hear is woo or click, 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 click. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a malfunction and it well, should be on later. Well, for a couple, two, three days, and I'll tell you. Oh, two or three I days. I hear Jesse Kelly. I like him. He's an ex-Marine. He has a lot to say about what's going on with the military. I agree with that lady that just talked. And you know what? If any of those ones that did get the shot have any reactions, hey, no matter what down the pipe, Agent Orange was paid for, um, let me see, Blue Water Navy, people on naval ships that had to deal with those, that, the planes with the Agent Orange, they got taken care of. Um, now they got burn pits from Afghanistan. Down the pike, Eventually, the military will pay. Here is to, while we're on the military, I may, may as well say, I heard, in the, good thing I listened in the middle of the night. I didn't get much sleep. You never get nap. much sleep, Susan. I know I need to, but I just could not. Do you know um, that a thoroughly modern military, General Milley, is over in Germany training Ukrainian troops? Why can't he be here taking care of our troops? Oh, no, he's over there wasting his time with them. And you know what? I don't know if he's wasting his time, but there are other he's people that train our troops. He's a target on Germany. I see what he's doing. It's bait, like cheese or a mouse or a rat. He is baiting Putin to attack or do something in Germany because they're part of NATO, and then America has to get involved. And um, I don't think anybody in their right mind wants us to get involved with Russia that way. Well, also, I heard this, too, that everything is in the deep, dark hours of the middle of the night, between 12 and whatever time I'm happy, two and three usually. Um, they're also bringing Ukrainian troops to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard train. that. That's where we were. I've heard that, and it wasn't in the middle of the night. I've heard those stories. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you know, the thing is, um, bringing them here and whatever, it's dangerous. And number two, well, number three, they, Ukraine is not a part of NATO. And we have no right interfering with in what is going on there. They did not attack us. And if you hear Jesse Kelly, he'll say we are fighting for Biden's son's oil and gas interests in the Ukraine. It's nothing more than their business interests. 
And all them poor Ukrainians are dying because of that. And here's the proof. Ukrainians are dying because of that? I mean, uh, they're dying because of Russia attacking the Ukraine. What do you mean? That's why uh, they're dying. The Ukrainians started attacking the Russians first in 2014, but no one will tell you that. But anyway, you know Davos, you know where the big whoop-de-doo rich people meet on that island? Well, uh, what's his name? Had time to go there. Zelensky. I guess now that he's got 90 billion of our U.S. dollars, he can fit in and rub shoulders with the big deals like Bill Gates and mm-hmm. and all of them ones who. Well, Susan, it's uh, I'm getting a little tight here, but and uh, Christopher Ray is there. Take a nap and call me later, okay? Hey, when are you going to have a, a guest? One o'clock, one o five, for about 25 Mel Tillis minutes. Was a stutterer, you know. Excuse me. Mel Tillis. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Thank Bye. you. Uh, let's take this call before I got a break here. Stu's uh, lunchtime oldies from noon to one. That's when we take a break from the talk and just play tons of interesting music. You're on the air. Welcome. Okay. I can take a break now because we lost some. By the way, the coyotes are mating, so you may hear some weird noises. Ow! All right. Uh, but don't go near them. Good. The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Rebound. Loose puck. Score! The Huskies win. The ice bus rolls on. Shoot. Score! Anthony Denner closes the door. Huskies will win it. Catch all the action all season long on your home for Yukon hockey. Catch many of the Yukon Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5 FM WICH. And thanks to our many customers, both our residential and commercial divisions are booming. We're looking to add experienced carpenters and shop carpenters who want to be part of a dedicated team of professionals who enjoy doing the skills they do best. Yankee Remodeler is a full-service general contractor that's been trusted and relied upon since 1971. We offer competitive wages, benefits, and a great work environment. You can find us at yankeeremodeler.com. You'll be glad you did. Take it from me. I've been part of the Yankee Remodeler team for the last 28 years. Yankee Remodeler! The LaGrua Center in Stonington to learn about the history of the Slater Museum and the story of its collection. As museum director, Dane will take audiences into the vault and share exclusive behind-the-scenes photos and pieces that are currently hidden from public view. This free lecture is open to all and is sponsored by the Connecticut Humanities. LaGrua Center is a cultural jam located in Stonington Borough, presenting concerts, art, and speakers to all in the community. You can find more information about this event and other programs at lagruacenter.org. Well, that sounds really interesting. The Grua Center, uh, you're in the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi there. You know, stuttering uh, <clears throat> can affect uh, anybody. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, remember that movie they made with... Um, oh, the Kings... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. King George the Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a stutterer. He yeah. was a stutterer. And, and you know who else is a stutterer? Joe Biden. Well, they say he is, but I, I can't, uh, when I hear him talk, I don't really notice it. Well, he, he got trained, I think, mm-hmm. and, and, and he's, he's a lot better at it, but once in a while I hear him, he'll stutter. I think sometimes all of us maybe 
when we're kind of lost for a word or something, we may stutter. But you know, yeah. But no, it, but he he was yeah. diagnosed that way. Yeah, no, I've heard he's a stutterer. I just yeah. don't notice <laughs> yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I've heard him. But um, I'm I'm glad you're going to have uh, somebody on to explain it. And the way I understand it is the brain works faster than the mouth. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. It's amazing, and I'll find out all this information. Some people are born that way. Other people have a stutter, and then they don't anymore. And uh, some people, when they get older, study and stutter. So we'll find out. So so it's an interesting subject. I'll let you go. Thanks for calling us. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, Stu. Morning, sir. I've got a nice plate of eggs in front of me. Oh, okay. So, and I'm yeah. eating them real slow at $6 a dozen. That's right. Make them last. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Stu, you know, as bad as things are right now with the inflation and uh, the economy and whatever, I kind of consider myself lucky. I was, I was born in the 50s, grew up in the 60s and 70s when life was easier. Well, of course, we had Vietnam, and we had some other things, but... Well, uh, yeah, we did, but, you know, I mean, even politics was was, were, were, was better back then. I guess so, and I think about that a lot myself. I think there's maybe more information coming out about uh, corruption and all of that, but... I mean, a, a Democrat was a Democrat, a Republican was a Republican, and you never even really heard of independents. I know one thing. Uh, when I grew up, I voted Democrat uh, a lot, and uh, it's a totally different party now. It sure is. Mm. Uh, you you got up at eight o'clock in the morning. You went outside. You didn't report back to the house until five or six o'clock at night when it was time to eat. Yeah. So I kind of consider myself lucky, you know. <laughs> and, and even as bad as things are right now, I mean, I have my health, wealth, and well, that's everything. Uh, a great family and whatever. So. I guess maybe we'll just trudge along and hope things get better. Well, good. You look on the the bright side of life, and that's the way to be. You'll be a healthier person that way. I, I, everybody should. Mm-hmm. Okay, Stu, I'm going back to my eggs. All right, eat them slow. Thank All you. All right, bye-bye. Eggs are expensive. Uh, that'll change. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Stu. Hi there. Hi. How are you this morning? Hey, I'm okay, thanks. Oh, good. So they're going to make a documentary about the Norwich State Hospital? Yeah, they're going to be filming the interview here in our studio, and they want, naturally, our listeners to call in, and it's going to be part of their their film. I got information I bet many people don't, most people don't even know about. Okay. They had a lab down there, and I've been there. Right to this lab. Yes. I used to know somebody that was a janitor, and he used to have to clean the lab on mm-hmm. um, weekends. And you know what they did there? Oh boy, no. They experimented on apes. Experimented on apes in the lab. Oh. Monk, yes, mm-hmm. they had about four or five chimpanzees. Well, they do that in uh, you know with other animals as well. Uh, but I did. I expected it in colleges and, mm-hmm. and you know and. In other organizations, not the state hospital, not the Norwich State Hospital. I didn't know it was a uh, a facility like that. Yeah, uh, no, I had no idea. I had never heard that before. But I have been there. I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're in a they were in cages, 
just a little bit bigger than they were. They were, you know, very strong cages, of course. Did it scare but you? It, one of the apes scared me. One, um, a couple, I don't remember all of them, but I remember the two females, and one and one male was called Badass. Badass, yeah. No, mm. bi- bad. Oh, bad. bad. I'm sorry, bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he um, was very um, aggressive. He bared his teeth. I don't blame he, him for being aggressive. He's uh, in a cage, uh, uh, and they're yeah, going to experiment on him. Be, being in the cages like that and, and stuff, and, and uh, he was very aggressive, bared his teeth, mm-hmm. and shook the cage like crazy. Yeah. And uh, the other two uh, that I remember, I, there was a, another male that I, I barely remember. You know, that's very, very sad. I know that they have I done know. that through the years to try to find cures for certain illnesses, but I wonder if anything was accomplished with the apes. We'll never know. I, I, I understand. I, mm-hmm. I know what I felt bad, you know, yeah. seeing them. But, uh, um, so I got a news break, but thanks for sharing that with me. Yeah, I wanted to hear something else, but that's okay. Well, you can call I'll me later. That's fine. Okay, bye bye. News next. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 Norwich, 94.DB in Norwich. 41 degrees. Right now it's 11 o'clock. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. That's the first time this has happened in more than six decades. China has lost population. 850,000 fewer people at the end of last year compared to 12 months earlier. China's economic growth has also slowed a bit, depressed by strict anti-COVID controls and a sharp real estate slump. A new World Order Group holding its first get-together in several years in Switzerland. The World Economic Forum is getting underway in Davos. They're comprised of so-called world elites who plan to incorporate ESG criteria in investment strategy, environmental social governance. The founder, Klaus Schwab, has written extensively about the Great Reset or New World Order. Al Gore's among the speakers. At a meeting that's ridiculed for the hypocrisy of the attendees who arrive at the climate-focused event in hundreds of carbon-spewing private jets. Tasha Stevens reporting. The public library in one Denver suburb has a drug problem. For the second time in a month, the Inglewood City Library has closed its doors to clean up methamphetamine contamination. City officials say contamination in the library's restrooms exceeds state thresholds. Christina Underhill is library director. We've seen an increase in drug use um, or, or heard about it from patrons. There might be spell- smelling something in the air when they re- enter a restroom. Underhill says as the weather gets cold, Older, people who use drugs have sought shelter in the library building. City officials say even some walls, ductwork, and exhaust fan equipment will have to be replaced. I'm Donna Water. A manhunt ongoing in Central California after six people, including a 17-year-old mother and her six-month-old baby, were shot to death in a home in Goshen, about 35 miles south of Fresno. Police say they're looking for at least two suspects. Watching Wall Street this morning... Right now, the Dow is down 325 points, while the NASDAQ is off 4 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. 
Fortunately, God does provide a way. To protect your retirement, I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. One of the key opposition leaders in Belarus uh, says that a trial against her and four other exiled allies is a farce. Svetlana Tikhanovskaya has called this trial a sham, accusing the authoritarian leader of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, of taking revenge on those who stood up to him and stood for freedom in 2020. That's when Ms. Tikhanovskaya challenged him for the presidency of Belarus and then helped lead a giant wave of street protests when he declared a landslide victory. She had to flee abroad after she was threatened. Others who stayed behind were arrested. She's now facing 10 charges, including plotting to overthrow the regime, treason and creating an extremist. The BBC's Sarah Rainsford. The man who was once Mexico's top security official in charge of fighting the drug cartels, standing trial now on charges of accepting millions of dollars in bribes from the powerful Sinaloa cartel. News and analysis, townhall.com. In sports, Dallas earns its first playoff road win in 30 years. The Cowboys finally beat Tom Brady and advanced to the NFC Divisional Round with a 31-14 round of the Buccaneers. Brady had been 7-0 lifetime against Dallas, but he was outplayed by Dak Prescott as the Cowboys quarterback threw for 305 yards, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. Prepared well. I knew, obviously, watching tape what this team was going to be able to Great matchups, uh, what we're going to be able to do. Prescott's third TD pass made it 24-0 just under five minutes into the second half. Dalton Schultz had seven receptions for 95 yards and two touchdowns to help Dallas earn a meeting with the 49ers next weekend. I'm Dave Ferry. Jim Harbaugh is staying put, staying at Michigan. A decision he personally gave the school's president yesterday. It ends yet another round of speculation that he would be returning to the NFL. More on these stories, townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Thanks for staying with us and all the interesting calls. First hour and some folks are trying to get through before the break. You're welcome to call now at 889-5252 as the temperature moves up to 42 degrees. It's what I call a bonus day. All right. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Stu, I got it. I, I'm, I'm first on deck, and I'm going to hit a single and get Larry home okay. on, and we'll win the game. What have you got? Now, now listen. Hey, I could agree with you this, this morning when you were talking to Marty. Hey, Brady should have got out while he was the champ. He, you know, Dallas beat him. He was 7-0 and with Dallas all his career. And he lost big time, and now the Dallas Cowboys, which I don't like, and I don't like the Giants, and they're in the NFC East, and my Eagles are number one seed, so I got a rough road ahead of me for the Eagles to root on. So I agree with you, and I don't know what his new supermodel is, but he should have quit while he was a winner, you know, instead of well, going he out felt, like a loser. He, he felt strong enough that he could do it, and uh, I know. You know nothing lasts forever. more money than everybody, and 
you know, and he's going to be a broadcaster. He'll never touch you, Stu, as a broadcaster, as a journalist. Well, I'm sure hey, he'll listen, be. I got this in the mail. Important notice, there will be a special election on Wednesday, February 1st, 2023, regarding one fire district ordinance. District 5 will vote at St. Mars Evangel Lutheran Church, 248 Broadway. That's where I vote, right down the street. What's going on with the fire department? I think they should all get paid, first of all. I don't like fire volunteers. Well, we're going to talk, uh, Joe, we're going to talk a lot about, hello, Joey. We're going to talk a lot about it as we get close to the vote. So uh, I got to call Carol, my Yankee girl. She worked at North State Hospital for many, 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 many yeah, years. I'll let everybody know the date that we're going to have that show. I'll give you some insight about the, the hospital. But that chimp's in the cage. I don't blame that thing for drawing its teeth. I, I, you know, you put an animal in a cage, what do you think it's going to do? No, good, good point. I gotta run. I gotta run, Joe. Thank you. I gotta run. Thank you. Uh, welcome. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Stoke. Hello there. I just thought I'd give you a little call. A little call. You got off yes, the sir. ladder to give not, me a little not a call. Not a big one. Just a little one. All right. Uh, mm. You know, I was in the in the Navy, and uh, there was there was no question at all about whether we were going to have shots or any other stuff. Yeah, well, there's a lot of shots you have to take when you go overseas. Well, uh, when I left Mayport, Florida, I had seven shots. Mm. I was going to the Mediterranean. Was that liquor and or vaccines? When I went to, from the Mediterranean down to the Indian Ocean, yep. I had 11 shots. 11 shots. <laughs> and there was no question as to whether you were going to get a shot or not. Mm-hmm. I'm, I understand. I understand. And, uh, of course... Well, I don't understand what the problem is with our military. Uh, we we used to call them government issues. That is, a, that is why they call them G.I. Joe. I just think in this particular shot, people are just... Uh, they question it. They question this vaccine more than, than others. So, I don't know. Well, uh... They got some really, really stupid people out here. They do. Okay. When I hmm? when I when I when I took my first polio vaccination, um, you didn't have to take it if you didn't want to. That's uh, true. But mm-hmm. I had three, not one, two, but three. Three polio, polio shots. Vaccinations. Really? Thank goodness. Oh, okay. Well. You know, that's, I'm, I'm a little older than you are, Stu. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were just bringing, bringing it to fruition. They were just getting it formulated. Mm-hmm. But uh, none of the people that had the vaccination got polio. No, that was a, a wonderful uh, vaccine. And it right. worked beautifully, and it just got rid of that epidemic uh, amazingly, amazingly. But, um, you know, some people didn't have the vaccination. Mm-hmm. You know what happened to them. Well, they were more apt to get polio if they were going to get it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. One of the the boys, I, I, was in the, uh, I was in the sixth grade, and one of the boys that didn't have a vaccination, mm-hmm. they brought him to school in a wheelchair. 
Oh, boy. I know. I went to school with a young lad who had uh, polio. Right. And uh, it was right. very, very sad. I I remember when so, I got the vaccine, I was so afraid of it, I couldn't even feel it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, hey, Stu, everybody was afraid of it. It just... Uh, I was afraid of needles. better than mm-hmm. getting polio. Boy, that's for sure. Of course, polio uh, is not contagious, which may be one of the reasons it wasn't mandatory that you get the shot. What do you think? Well, you say, you know, you and I both, we we say it's not contagious. But you say to yourself, uh, how does it get around? Yeah, you know, something, it... something in dirt. I mean, it's really, uh, to explore it, you really need to look up a lot of information on it. It's really bizarre. Okay. Yeah. So, getting back to the shots. Yeah, okay. If you're, if you're in the military, and I was, mm-hmm. if you're in the military, uh, you have to do what the military says. Otherwise, well, um, I guess the times have changed. I don't know what to tell you. Times have changed a little bit, and we don't want anybody dropping out of the military. We need all the folks we can. So. I was going to say they take you out and shoot you. But, uh, well, that's no. no that that's, doesn't, that you're thinking of another country now. It's, uh, <laughs> hey, I got to go. Thank you very much. Yeah. Enjoy this Thank beautiful you. day. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. I wanted to kind of counteract what the gentleman said because my husband was in the military. You know that. And yeah, he said, oh, you got a ton of shots when you were going to go to Afghanistan. But those were shots from, um, who was that? Not Cheney, that other guy. Um, who was in? He had his own drug company. Uh, they really made money on that war. Well, they, I understand they have to give shots. They're yeah, going they to do. different countries, and it's right. some serious stuff you can get. Back in the day, when Jonas Salk made the polio vaccine, those vaccines were made in America. A lot of our medication and shots come from overseas, either Europe, Switzerland, anywhere. They're Mm -hmm. not made in America. Yeah, maybe Pfizer is, but what he doesn't understand is that the shot basically helps the older people, but the shots for the younger people are making them have myocardia. Okay, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of research. This time I'm going to give other people a chance to call, so welcome to the program. You're on. In the second hour here, Stu, I just wanted to say <clears> that uh, the, the term called cat smile, I was with a woman, uh, lived with her for about 10 months many years ago, and after the deed, uh, she'd say, why do you have that cat smile? My question is to all you and the listeners, what does the word cat smile mean? Okay. Thank you. Where did that one come from? Did your cat ever smile to you? It's, um... I'm getting unraveled here. 889-5252 if you want to give somebody else a chance to call in. And uh, I'm going to play something that I think is astonishing coming up this hour. You've probably heard the term woke. Well, there's a gentleman by the name of Constantin Kissin. Constantin Kissin. He's a lecturer. And when I heard this, I was saying, man, I wish everybody in this country would hear it. You're going to hear it in just a moment on WICH. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Do you know how important it is to maintain your dental health? 
I'll be back in a second to give you some info on this subject. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Periodontitis is the word that refers to inflammation of the tissue around the teeth. This may cause shrinkage of the gums and loosening of the teeth. And even though there is no established cause and effect at this time, there is growing evidence that periodontitis can increase your risk of heart disease. You should see your dentist regularly and brush and floss twice daily to prevent this problem. It may just keep your heart healthier, too. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the Time. Okay, this is the program. As you know, all opinions are welcome here. 889 is our number. Good morning. Good morning, Stu. Yes, sir. I wanted to call about that guy that called about how the 60s were so innocent. Well, it, as we, we look had, back on the innocent days that we... What, what, the, John Kennedy got assassinated. Robbie Kennedy got assassinated. Oh, yeah, there was a terrible time. Martin Luther King got assassinated. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Malcolm X got assassinated. It was real innocent in the 60s, wasn't it? Well, maybe the it was more innocent if you were a kid and you didn't really realize what the... Yeah, what I don't know what he was talking about. ...was going on all over the country. The, 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 the army, medic, uh, army doctor killed his, wife, his family. I can't remember his name. That well, went on and on and on for months. It's always been crime. I mean, there's always yeah, been crime. Yeah, right. Yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the 60s weren't so innocent after all, were they? No, the the early '60s were pretty innocent, uh, but uh, well, '63 Kennedy got assassinated. Yeah, '63. That was that, that just kind of took the uh, heart out of everybody when That's that right. happened. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. This guy eating his eggs, thinking about how. how well, nice maybe the '50. Maybe the '50s were sweeter. <laughs> well, maybe I, I, I was too young in the '50s. Uh, see that when you're too young, you think it's you're, you're out playing. You don't think of those things. Yeah. All, All right. right thank you. Show, However. However, we did have uh, air raid drills in the 50s and 60s where we had to go downstairs and hide under a chair. And I would think, man, never leave home without a chair. And then in the 60s, it became a bomb shelter. Chairs didn't do any good. However, I want you to hear this, and give me your opinion. I, I think that a lot of young people are being brainwashed in uh, schools and in colleges. That's my opinion. You may disagree. And I'm not saying every school does that or every college does that, but I believe a lot of them do. I've seen young people from experience. They come out of college, and uh, it's their way or the highway. Here's a gentleman, Constantine Kissin, who uh, gave a lecture in front of some very young people about woke culture. 
that he says has gone too far. See if you agree with him. First of all, Mr. President, I'd like to thank you for that preview of the 2024 American election we witnessed earlier. <laughs> and uh, if you're not persuaded to vote for the proposition tonight by that speech by James, I don't know what will persuade you. <laughs> you will not know this, but I was supposed to be the first non-student speaker for the proposition. I've now been the fourth, which means that I now have to thank all the previous speakers for making my best points for me. Uh, and I find that the reason, the main reason now that I have left to be uh, in support of the motion is that I am so tired of talking about woke culture. That's why it's gone too far, more than anything else. And I thank the other speakers for making the points for me because it means I don't have to reiterate the point that no, no, free speech is not some right-wing reframing of whatever, it's the foundation of Western civilization upon this civilization is built and the Enlightenment values that led to it. I don't have to make the point that has been made by far better people in the past that the only way to deal with the problem of racism is to treat people on the content of their character and nothing else. And the fact that woke culture seeks to overturn that is a new form of racism that we must all oppose. It means also I will not use this opportunity to say I told you so as someone who spent the last five years warning people in the West that if we continue to erode our culture, if we continue to undermine our confidence in Western values, that our enemies, enemies like Vladimir Putin will seek to capitalize on it. I will not make any of those points tonight at all. <laughs> Instead, I am not going to talk to those of you who already agree with me, which I imagine is most of you. Um, I'm not going to talk to you because I imagine after everything you've heard tonight, you're going to vote for the proposition. I'm going to confess I will take your vote for granted. Tonight, I am the Labour Party and you are the Red Wall. Now, I want to talk to those of you who are woke and who are open to rational argument. A small minority, I accept. <laughs> because one of the tenets of wokeness is, of course, that your feelings matter more than the truth. But I believe in you. I believe there are those of you here who are woke, who are open to rational arguments, so let me make one. We are told that your generation cares more than any other about one issue in particular, and that issue is climate change. We're told that many of you suffer from climate anxiety. You wish to save the planet. And for tonight, and tonight only, I will join you. I will join you in worshiping at the feet of St. Greta of climate change. <laughs> Let us all accept right here, right now, that we are living through a climate emergency and our stocks of polar bears are running extremely low. I join you in this view. I truly do. Now, what are we to do about this huge problem facing humanity? What can we in Britain do? We can only do one thing. You know why? This country is responsible for 2% of global carbon emissions, which means that if Britain was to sink into the sea right now, it would make absolutely no difference to the issue of climate change. You know why? Because the future of the climate is going to be decided in Asia and in Latin America by poor people who couldn't give a shit about saving the planet. No, thank you. No, thank you. 
is going to be decided by poor people in Asia and Latin America who don't care about saving the planet. You know why? Because they're poor. Because they're poor. I come from Russia, which is not a poor country, it's a middle-income country. 20% of households in Russia do not have an indoor toilet. What they have is an outdoor toilet. And I don't mean one of those nice portaloos that we get here. I don't even mean a Glastonbury portaloo. <laughs> I mean a wooden shack with a hole in the ground that holds the collected fermented memory of the last 10,000 visits. <laughs> How many of you are going to go home tonight and say, let's rip out our bathroom and erect a Siberian shithouse in the back garden? <laughs> and if you're not, why should they? 120 million people in China do not have enough food. I don't mean that they don't get dessert, I mean they suffer from malnutrition. That means that their immune system is breaking down because they don't have enough food. You're not going to get them to stay poor. Imagine you're Xi Jinping, the leader of China. When you were 10 years old, there was a revolution, a cultural revolution in your country, and people came and they put your father in prison. Your mother had to denounce him. Your sister killed herself. And you, no longer enjoying the protection of your formerly powerful father, were sent to a village where you lived in a cave house. And here you are, decades later. You have clawed your way up the bloody and greasy pole of Chinese politics to be the undisputed supreme leader of the very Communist Party that destroyed your family. And you know that the main thing you have to do to survive and to stay in power is to deliver the one thing that the people of China want, prosperity, economic growth. Where do you think climate change ranks on Xi Jinping's list of priorities? A third of all children who live in extreme poverty in the world live in India. That means they are starving and dying of preventable disease. Now, about 15 months ago, my wife got pregnant. Not me, because we're old school. <laughs> and for nine months, we talked about what our boy would look like, what he might do when he grows up. We looked at baby scans and videos on YouTube about what the fetus looks like at nine months and 12 months and 20 months. And eventually he was born. And he is this cute little bundle of joy. He's cuter than about 80% of puppies. Right? <laughs> now, if you said to me that I had a choice, either my son had a serious risk of starving or dying from a preventable disease in the next year, or I could press a button and he would live. He would go to school. He would bring his first girlfriend home. He'd go to university and graduate and become a woke idiot. <laughs> and then he'd get a job and get married and have children and become a man but all I have to do is press this button and for every day of my son's life a giant plume of CO2 is going to re get released into the atmosphere now you're all very young and most of you are not parents let me tell you something there is not a parent in the world who would not smash that button so hard their hand bled You are not going to get these people to stay poor.
you're not even going to get them to not want to be richer. And so, I put it to you, ladies and gentlemen, there is only one thing we can do in this country to stop climate change, and that is to make scientific and technological breakthroughs that will create the clean energy that is not only clean, but also cheap. And the, no, thank you. And the only, I, I want everyone to get home on time today, which is not going to happen. And the only thing that wokeness has to offer in exchange is to brainwash bright young minds like you to believe that you are victims, to believe that you have no agency, to believe that what you must do to improve the world is to complain, is to protest, is to throw soup on paintings. And we on this side of the house are not on this side of the house because we do not wish to improve the world. We sit on this side of the house because we know that the way to improve the world is to work, is to create, it is to build. And the problem with woke culture is that it has trained too many young minds like yours to forget about that. Thank you very much. Well, that particular talk has gone viral. I wanted to play it uh, for you and see if you want to give an opinion on it. The uh, speaker is Constantine Kiesen, and uh, he's got a lot of things about woke culture, but that was one aspect he was directed toward uh, global warming, which some might say this is what we have today. It's 43 degrees and sunny. Imagine this. You turn on the TV news and the weather folks are predicting heavy thunderstorms, high winds and possible power outages. They say that some areas could be without electricity for days. Think about it. How would the loss of power impact your family or your business? What if the power really was out for days? System powering down. Oh man, that's what it really sounds like when the power goes out. Will you be ready when the storms hit your town? Hi, this is Jimmy, and I'm here to remind you to have your generator serviced and ready to go ahead of the storms. At Hall Communication, we use ACDC Electric. They are the largest generator dealer in eastern Connecticut and western Rhode Island. They have the most techs on the road with the best training available. They have the largest inventory of parts in stock, and they won't leave you in the dark. Visit ACDC industrial.com online or call Charlie at 860-886-ACDC. ACDC Industrial Electric. We won't leave you in the dark. The Line Winter Cinema Series is back at the Guard in New London. Their state-of-the-art digital projection system creates the best movie viewing in the region. Their popular winter film series starts January 26th and will feature 20 or more critically acclaimed, Oscar-nominated, and Golden Globe-winning movies. A limited number of season passes are available for only $65. Go to GuardArts.com for more information and the movie lineup, sponsored in part by the Secor Auto Group, Hall Communications, and Blueprints Unlimited. The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series starts January 26th at The Guard in New London. 1130 WICHAM and FM. Thanks for being with us. And um, we have a guest at 105, president of the stuttering uh, organization that helps people to live with stuttering maybe even get over it. It's a great organization, a little bit different at 105. You're on the air. Welcome. Yeah, Father Stu, Boston Ben again. Yes, man. You know, I don't know what it is when you were talking about Mickey Mantle yesterday, but the one other thing I wanted to say about Mickey, you know, when I watched him quite a bit on television, I remember the station, WPIX, 
10 or 11, I believe, the Yankees played on. He Not only was he a great hitter, but he, he was a, a a great defensive player. I, I can see him, visualize him right now, making those catches he used to make, particularly the ones that he... he Oh, he was fantastic. He was. He could throw. He could run. He could hit. He That's did right. everything. He there you go. You know about him. And the big problem was he was out in center field one day, and they, they had this. I don't know. I don't want to call it a pothole or something. And he, he fell and he hurt his leg, and that marred him for the rest of his career. I don't know why they had that in the middle of the uh, center field. Well, well, you know, I forgot all about how he injured himself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thanks for. That never should have happened. Never should have happened. It was too dangerous. Oh, it wouldn't happen today. That no, absolutely not. What they called the, back in the day. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, uh, I appreciate you uh, allowing us to listen to the speaker. Uh, what's his name? The one that just a Constance off? Constantine Kissin. I don't remember Constantine Kissin. I'm, I'm gonna look him up. Mm-hmm. But it it. it it chimes in with what I said in the first hour. I I believe that the American people need assistance. They need information to help them through these challenging times. Uh, that speaker Constantine spoke of some of it, some of it in different countries, but we're being impacted. And, and not only is our country changing, but other countries are changing. So I just think we, we as Americans, if we're going to be Americans, let's all be Americans. Let's not piecemeal it. Yeah, we're, there's more good people, thank God, still. Thank you. Okay, you're one of them, Stu. I'm trying, buddy. Thank you. 27 till noon, Stu Breyer with the WICH. Almost like an early uh, spring day. And uh, your thoughts and viewpoints, and uh, we can talk forever on global warming and this and that, and some of the panic talk that um, students are being inundated with when they really could be accomplishing so many other things. I mean, we agree that certainly it seems like the weather is changing, it's warmer, but sometimes I wonder with all the things that they're promoting electric cars, if it's really going to make a difference. I mean, we're pretty good in this country. Other countries are way behind on keeping clean air. So as long as they're doing what they're doing, I don't know. Hello, welcome to the program. Hello, tall man. Hi there. (laughs) Come on, what's my new name? Special K? There you go. Special K, the hairdresser. um, Hmm? Live in the woods, and last night my window wasn't even open, and it sounded like it sounds like people are talking. Oh, really? People are fighting outside. That's what it sounds like. People. Maybe they're just getting acquainted. No, I don't. You know, they Hmm. they they yip, but they do. They sound um, like um, kids yelling and screaming outside. You know, they sound Hmm. like people talking. And um, it doesn't frighten me or anything, but I just could hear it off in the distance when I sat up. I must be thinking of another. I must be thinking of another animal because it sounds like screaming and somebody's in pain. Well, that too. They 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 sound like they're talking, but then they they're yelling and howling and like Uh, people having a fight. That's a couple that shouldn't stay together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're talking about coyotes, folks. (laughs) Coyotes. Yep. So. 
I don't mind seeing the the wildlife, and I agree with the bear thing too. It's like leave it alone. If it's under the deck, just I wouldn't want to be there either. But it's better than a snake. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there when it wakes up. You know, if it had a bad nightmare or something. Mm. I know. I know. I'm surprised they don't get animal control over there just to to move it. No, they the say uh, the, <laughs> they wanted. They would have taken it, but they say the the people there say leave it alone. Leave them alone. Hope, hope the bear. You know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, all right. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Thanks. Bye. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hi. Good morning. Hi, Stu. I I heard something uh, on the news, and it was about um. There's a local um, representative. His last name's Ryan. Uh, I don't know his first name. Well, there's a representative by the name of Kevin Ryan. I don't know if that's the one you heard about. Mm. Could be another Ryan. Maybe. But, yeah, I wish I got the first name of uh, him. But adult age is 18 years old, right? Depends. When you become an adult, it's 18. Well, it depends, but yeah, I mean, some people say 18 and you're an adult. I don't think some people, when they're 18, really are adults, but uh, go by that. I don't either. But um, what he's trying to do is pass a bill um, proposing that 12-year-old children can take a vaccine without the parents' consent. This is what he's trying to pass. Well, I don't agree with it. Well, you know, you know I heard some controversy on that, and uh, I don't know where these um, politicians are coming from, but that's what I heard, and that's local. Like, I believe he covers, like, Montville, Ledger, mm-hmm. you know, all around. Um but he's trying to propose a bill. There's a bill being introduced to have 12-year-olds make their own decision on uh, taking the vaccine without the parents. Well, I don't consent. think that's going to go very far, but who knows? These days, that's nothing it. surprises me. That. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Nothing surprises me. These Does anything surprise you these days? Like, are you kidding me? We've heard this stuff 15 years ago. You go, oh, yeah, that'll never happen. Are you kidding me? Having a child get a sex change? Ah, that'll never happen. Fifteen years ago, it would be really weird. Now it's, oh, okay. It's uh, 24 minutes before noon at WICH. Have a guest at 105 on stuttering. Indoor growing season is upon us. Johnson's Hardware Rental and Repair has a full line of vegetables and flower seeds in stock now. From peat pots to grow lights, Johnson's Hardware has what you need to get a head start on your garden this winter. Johnson's Hardware carries Coast of Maine Sprout Island Blend organic and natural seed starter soil, free of undesirable toxins. An organic potting mix is the best choice for seed starting, especially when growing edible plants. It's specifically designed for germinating seeds, rooting cuttings, and growing them into healthy, disease-resistant plants. Did you know Johnson's Hardware has the lowest bird seed prices around? With over 100 feeders in stock, you can find the right one for your backyard. Have your power equipment tuned up and ready to go by one of Johnson's certified repairmen. You can count on them to keep it running in tip-top shape all season long. Visit Johnson's Hardware Rental and Repair at 44 Hill Road in Groton or online at johnsonsrental.com. 
If you Do don't you start there, you'll end there. Are you interested there. in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org. I got an email from uh, a listener who said, you know, I really like when you read some of those Dear Abby le- uh, letters so we can, uh, you know, give our opinion on it. We can all be Abby. Our dear Stuby. So let's see what uh, we have today. Dear Abby, this is not the original Abby. I think it's um, maybe the daughter of Abby. No, it's Downton Abby. No, not that one. Over the past two years, a friend I have felt very close to over the years has gone downhill. We'll call her Nancy, thinks her neighbors have placed listening devices in her apartment. Have entered her place illegally and taken things and are in general benevolent. I have my own troubles and burdens in my life, and this change in her leaves me feeling frightened, powerless, and overwhelmed. I have stepped back, but a, a mutual friend tells me Nancy feels abandoned and betrayed by me. I'm afraid if I reach out, I'll be sorry, but on the other hand, I never have said goodbye. Nancy has a therapist now, and I lift her up in prayer a lot. What do you suggest I do, if anything? Ever happened to you? Your prayers have been answered. Nancy is now in care of a therapist and may improve. If the only reason you would be contacting her is to say goodbye, I think it would be cruel. If you would like to check in from time to time, ask how she's doing and offer some warmth and encouragement, and give her a call. Well... She's well enough to know that she needs some help. So I think that's a pretty good answer to that one. What do you think? What would you have written in that column? (laughs) Hello. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Morning, Stu. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I called the last hour and told you about growing up in the 60s and 70s, Mm -hmm. being born in the 50s. Yep. And and I wasn't referring to assassinations or... um, or uh, wars. I, I was just talking about growing up in general. Yeah, no, that's a good point you're making because let's face it, every decade, every century has had so many wars. And yeah, I mean, was it happens today. And, and so to that gentleman that called, uh, if he thinks these are better times right now and, and, and whatever, I don't know what planet he's living on. Well, certainly when you're kids, you're... You're not glued to the news all the time, and you're doing kids. Well, you're back doing then, the news the was one like. hour. One, one, uh, at 6 o'clock, it was local news. Yeah. Uh, at uh, 6.30, it was the uh, world news with Walter Cronkite, and that was it. You're right. That's what, that's what it was. That now was it's, just... it's 24-7, 365 uh, days a year. And it's so, on the computers uh, like I, said, I don't know what planet that guy's living on right now, but uh, I wish he would tell us all because I, I'd take the next rocket ship to it. Okay. All right, thank I'm you. I'm glad you had a good childhood. Thank you. Uh, bye-bye. Had a nice childhood. You know, nothing is 100%. You know, there's always problems in families. Every family has them. Sooner or later. And sometimes you get the impression, oh, boy, they've got everything, they all get along. That's not true. You know, we're human. You remember with the, uh, I don't know if in your house, hey, don't yell, the neighbors can hear you. And I would always say, hey, they won't hear you, they're too busy yelling. (laughs) 
you know, hey, it's it's human. I do believe that in the olden days, people got to know their neighbors better. We all knew our neighbors. That was it. You know, it was a, like, it's very sociable. And if one of, uh, when we were little brats, if one of us was uh, going a little astray or shouldn't have been down the end of the street, they'd tell our parents, hey, what are you doing down here? <laughs> Usually me, I was getting lost. But everybody knew everybody. You knew your neighbors. Of course, we lived in a big apartment uh, building, and we knew Miss Stone was downstairs. She was mean. <laughs> we had a lovely neighbor in the middle of the floor, and my friend Sandy Ellen Schreiberg was my little pal when I was seven. Hi, welcome to the program. Hey, Stu, I double-dipped yesterday on Shelly when you were... No, you're not going to double-dip today. Sorry, Joe. We don't like to double-dip. No double-dipping. It is uh, 12.43. The number is 889-5252. How's the weather? I'm glad you asked. WICH weather. Turning mostly cloudy. Chance for a few rain showers this afternoon. 44 rain showers possible early tonight. Then just mostly cloudy. 32. Partly sunny. Breezy. Nice day tomorrow. 50. And then partly to mostly cloudy on Thursday. Could get a wintry mix to start your day, but it'll be rain from then on out. Thursday's high, 43. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. 43 degrees. Marty Hausberger entertains you mornings from 6 to 10. He's always a lot of fun, gives you a lot of information. Of course, you love the tunes. Welcome, you're on the air. Oops. Hang up on Stu. Now you can tell all your friends what you did. Let's see. Uh, God, there was a horrible... Well, it's the news, right? You know, when a gentleman says, are these the better times? No, I hear stories like this. We would never hear stories like this growing up. Not to say there wasn't crime, but... A baby and a teen mom among six killed in a shooting in Vasala, California. Six people, including a 17-year-old mother and her six-month-old baby, were killed in a shooting early Monday at a home in Central California, and authorities are searching for at least two suspects. Please, God, may they catch them. Sheriff's officials said deputies responded around 3.30 in the morning to reports of multiple shots fired at the residence in a unincorporated Goshen, just east of Vesalia. The Tulane County Sheriff's Office said deputies found two victims deceased in the street. Third person fatally shot in the doorway of the residence. Sheriff Mike Bordeaux said three more victims were found inside the home, including a man who was still alive but later died at a hospital. He said investigators believe there is a gang connection to the killings. Wow. That's something we would never hear when we were growing up. I mean, that was like unheard of. And I know there wasn't as much news, but most of us watched Walter Cronkite. Well, that's the way it is. He was considered one of the most honest reputable people in the country. Walter Cronkite. We didn't know him in real life, but he seemed that way when he was giving the news. He always seemed very, very sincere. And we did watch him in in our house. I think he was on maybe after Howdy Doody, so I didn't have to turn off Howdy Doody because, you know, that would have been a crime for a (laughs) six-year-old. 
And we didn't have a bunch of TVs in those days. We had one television. Can you imagine growing up with one TV? When there are people in the house that may not have the same opinion on the channel that you were watching. I know every Sunday my dad would be watching football. I know. There was no nagging or questioning it. Sunday was his day to watch the Giants. Because really most of the games were giant football games. And he would watch them and that was his day watching football. And of course baseball, we both watched that together. I used to watch a little football but nothing like baseball. But now I guess people have two, three, four televisions. Okay. They're not that expensive when you consider the entertainment you get from them. Just like radios. They're not that expensive. So you can have 25 radios in the house. I recommend it. <laughs> and WICH AM and FM is on your radio. So, uh, And that's so very reasonable. All right. Let me take a, a short break and we'll uh, get to... Uh, some more things that we can talk about. If you would like to check in, you are welcome to do so. The number is uh, 889-5252. Get outside because the air is so fresh for January, and uh, I feel a little love in the air. Love is in the air Everywhere I look around Love is in the air Every sight and every sound And I don't know if I'm being foolish Don't know if I'm being wise But it's something that I must believe in And it's there when I look in your eyes Love is in the air In the whisper of the tree Love is in the air, in the thunder of the sea, and I don't know if I'm just dreaming, don't know if I feel safe, but it's something that I must believe in, and it's there when you call out my name. Love is in the air, in the rising of the sun. Love is in the air, when the day is nearly done. And I don't know if you're an illusion, don't know if I see it true. But you're something that I must believe in, and you're there when I reach out for you. Love is in the air, everywhere I look around. Love is in the air, every sight and every sound. And I don't know if I'm being foolish, don't know if I'm being wise, but. 
sunny today with temperatures in the 40s and uh, love is in the air. It's a good forecast. WICH, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi there. Um, I was laying in bed dreaming of this song and I thought, I don't think it's still out. I mean, I'm so old and the song was back in the 30s and 40s. And the name of it was Till the End of Time. I think it was the first Global warming song. Till the end. Why would that be? A, oh yeah, Perry Como saying that. Oh, until oh. the uh, oceans disappear. Oh yeah, that was beautiful rendition. I don't know if anybody else sang it, but Perry Como had a tremendous hit with that song. I thought it was maybe Freddie Martin way back. Oh, could have been, but I mean, but I uh, thought, wow, there's there's a song that's nice. Perry was uh, phenomenal. It's nice out today. Thank you. We have uh, we had every Perry Como record that ever came out. That was your mother's favorite. Yeah, and my favorite too. And we used to watch. Yeah, he was great. Perry Como on television. Mm-hmm. He was on, and he such a gentleman. Hmm. <laughs> Remember, we I get like letters, we get stacks of letters. You know, he used to do. Uh, but till the end of time was one of his greatest hits. Oh, be darned! Maybe I can find it. It's a beautiful song. Yeah, I was just thinking of the words of it, and I thought, wow, till the mountains disappear, and I thought, gee. <laughs> now that's a love song, huh? Right, it was great. Mm. So you have a great day today, and thank you for being on. It's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling, and uh, will you be going to the beach today? I don't think so. I wanted to go down and, and say goodbye to the lobster down in Stonington, but I thought, I think it's gone. I know they don't light it up anymore at night. What's that? What, what anywhere is, long time. But it is pretty in the snow. Thank goodness we don't have the snow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not missing the snow at all. When you're, when you're a kid, you want, oh boy, I hope it snows, hope it snows. But Oh, couldn't wait to get the sled out. No, what I, was that the one, the American Flyer, had an eagle on it? Mm, I think so. I mean, I, have, I haven't taken the shovel out of the cellar yet, so... Oh, that's great. I used to always hide my garbage can in the garage. I don't want it covered with a foot of mm. snow and you can't get the cover off. See, I really stopped the snow because just before the end of the season, I bought this wonderful, beautiful shovel that was on oh. sale. So that assured me there wouldn't be any snow. Great. Mm-hmm. That's the insurance policy. That's correct. So you can great. thank me. Well, thanks for calling us. Uh, right, and you have a great day. You too. See ya. Bye-bye. Till the end of time. Anybody like to sing it on this program? I don't want to lose any listeners, so I will not do it. But there was just a beautiful Perry Como song. Perry had a lot of hits. Well, into I think in the 80s he had hits, too. Uh, Catch a Falling Star was one of his biggest hits. And it, remember, it's impossible... 
For me to keep a note, it's impossible. Make someone happy round and round. Wanted, 1954. We had a lot of Perry songs on 78 records, which were very breakable. So I wasn't allowed to go near too many of them. Well, here's a bizarre story. For those into bizarre stories, the Southern Standard newspaper says a McMinnville, Oregon police recently arrested Robin Emi for falling through the ceiling of a Taco Bell restaurant while wearing a Superman shirt. The restaurant called 911 as Robin fled to a nearby gas station. She got busted, hiding behind some pumps. She was pumped up. She was drunk and charged with public intoxication and burglary. Robin told the police that she had no idea she had crawled into the ceiling of a Taco Bell and then fell. And she didn't even order anything. She thought she was Superwoman. My cousin thought he was Superman. He watched the Superman... I think I told you this before. He watched the Superman on television, and then he tried to fly off the porch. Really didn't work very well. Uh, he um, broke his arm. So he realized at that particular time, there's only one Superman. And for us to uh, do it, it's impossible. At least now it is. Who knows? Here's Perry Como. It's impossible Tell the sun to leave the sky It's just impossible It's impossible Ask a baby not to cry It's just impossible Can I hold you Closer to me And not feel you Going through me Split the second That I never think of you Oh, how impossible Can the ocean Keep from rushing to the shore It's just impossible If I had you Could I ever want for more It's just impossible And tomorrow Should you ask me for the world Somehow I'd get it I would sell my very soul And not regret it For to live without your love It's just impossible Can the ocean Keep from rushing to the shore It's just impossible If I had you Could I ever want for more It's just impossible 
tomorrow Should you ask me for the world Somehow I'd get it I would sell my very soul And not regret it For to live without your love Is just impossible Impossible It's impossible for Perry Como to have ever lost his temper. It's impossible. Balance a watermelon on your nose. I used to put my own little lyrics to that. Great song by Perry Como. I get excited when I hear somebody, you know, if I don't win it, I get excited when somebody else wins a lottery ticket. Can you imagine how it feels? You know, that last jackpot over a billion dollars, I think. Somebody won that in Maine. Yeah, in Maine they won over a billion dollars. Of course, they don't get that. They'll get, you know, millions and millions. A woman celebrating her 21st birthday with a massive lottery win. Destiny Lawson, good name, of Iowa, recently turned 21. She then bought her first lottery ticket because we have to be legal in order to buy one in Iowa. Her $20 scratch-off ticket won her... $250,000 on her 21st birthday. Can you imagine what that felt like? I hope she doesn't think you win all the time with it. You know, that happens when you gamble. Oh, yeah, this is easy. Let's get to the news, then we'll have fun with our lunchtime oldies. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 Norwich. Jimmy Fallon with his... 2 o'clock show right after the news at 2. And we're on FM 2 W233 DB in Norwich. With 45 degrees, let's check in with the news. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. As the Russian-Ukraine conflict grinds on, the International Atomic Energy Agency has established a firm presence of nuclear safety and security experts at a nuclear plant in southern Ukraine. Correspondent Charles de la Desma reports. IAEA Director General Rafael Grossi, while visiting the Pivdano Ukrainsk power plant, says the mission aims to cover all of Ukraine's sensitive sites. Grossi adds a group of experts will stay behind in each location to work with Ukrainian hosts. We are leaving now um, a group of experts who are going to be staying here. Uh, Zaporizhia nuclear plant, Europe's largest, was taken over by Russian forces in the first months of the war and remains under their control. I'm Charles Duladesma. Also at townhall.com, eight people were shot, one has died. At a block party with more than 1,000 people celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. Day in Fort Pierce, Florida. Charlie Frank Matthews says he saw what happened. He spoke to WPBF-TV. The first two shots were bang, bang. But then it started getting multiple shots, and there about 1,500 people started running. The shooting reportedly stemmed from a disagreement between two groups of people. All of the victims were adults and were taken to the hospital for treatment. Garcia Luna, Mexico's top, former top security official, once in charge of fighting drugs, will go on trial today in Brooklyn, New York, on charges he accepted millions of dollars in bribes to help cartel members avoid capture and moving drugs into the U.S. On Wall Street, stocks are mixed. The Dow is down 334 points, but 
The Nasdaq adding seven. More at townhall.com. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith. A time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way to protect your retirement. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. China's economic growth fell to its second lowest level in at least four decades last year under pressure from antivirus controls and a real estate slump. Despite the decline, activity is gradually reviving after restrictions that kept millions of China citizens at home were lifted. Official data showed the world's second largest economy grew by 3% last year. Growth slid to 2.9% over a year earlier in December from the previous month's 3.9%. Retail spending and other indicators improved. Correspondent Jeremy House, a recovery in China expected to be modest. Wary consumers are returning only gradually to shopping malls and restaurants amid a surge in COVID-19 infections. The European Union wants to bolster its capacity to launch small satellites into space with a new launch pad in Arctic Sweden. The total number of satellites could reach 100,000 by 2040. Breaking news at townhall.com. More National Merit Awards have been withheld from students in Northern Virginia. The Washington Examiner reports that parents complained that some Fairfax County Public Schools and Loudoun County Public Schools had delayed notifying them of their high school child's status as a National Merit Commended Scholar, a practice that could hurt college-bound students. Both Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin and State Attorney General Jason Miaris have been informed of the delays, and Miaris has promised a full investigation. One parent told the local media outlet the schools have spent far too much time on pet projects and not on academics. Keith Peters reporting. Dak Prescott outplayed Tom Brady, throwing for four touchdowns, running for another to lead the Dallas Cowboys to a 31-14 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in an NFC wildcard playoff game. Dallas beat Brady for the very first time. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Welcome back. These great memories uh, this hour. Lunchtime oldies. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. 
Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead ya? Who'd have thought they'd lead ya? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We always could spot a friend. Welcome back, and I smile when I think how you must have been. And I know what a scene you were learning in. Was there something that made me come back again? television shows in those days. Welcome back, Carter. Happy Days and the Brady Bunch and the Partridge Family. Really simple stuff. I used to look outside and see if the bus would come by with the Partridge Family in there. Here's a song by Rod Stewart. When he really started his career in a big way at the end of uh, the 60s and early 70s. If I listen long enough to you
someone like you Makes it hard to live without Somebody else Someone like you Makes it easy to give Never think about myself to believe, huh? Rod Stewart. W-I-C-H-A-M and F-M. We have a little uh, lunchtime oldie break every day. Have a whole bunch of fun. You're listening to Personality Radio. W-I-C-H weather. Turning mostly cloudy. Chance for a few rain showers this afternoon. 44 rain showers possible early tonight. Then just mostly cloudy. 32. Partly sunny. Breezy. Nice day tomorrow. 50. And then partly to mostly cloudy on Thursday. Could get a wintry mix to start your day, but it'll be rain from then on out. Thursday's high, 43. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. I'll take it anytime if it's like this. 45 degrees. Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. Pet owners, homeowners, and wild bird enthusiasts, Fleming's Feed has what you need and the advice to go along with it. Hi, this is Ambry to say thank you for shopping with us in 2022. We look forward to serving you in our 38th year in 2023. Do you feed the birds, have a dog, cat, horse, goats, chickens, heat with pellets, coal, or wood? Snow's coming? Need it curbside or a delivery? We've got you at Fleming's Feed in Preston and Stonington seven days a week. And remember, shopping locally owned and operated stores will help keep America strong for all of us. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline to apply is March 15th. Grants will be awarded for the next academic year. So go to ctba.org to download the application form and apply now. Neil Diamond wrote this song, and one says, well, why didn't he record it? Well, he did. He put it on an album. But the Monkees were so popular, they noticed that song that Neil Diamond wrote, and they said, let's record it. It's a great song. Became number one for the Monkees. Neil didn't mind, because he did write the song. You can hear him sing it on an album. Someone else, but not for me 
that's uh, still living. Well, it's, it's kind of strange. They seem so young, but I remember them that way. How many of you are travelers out there? Have you ever been to... Jingling light. 
Once I get to Bimbombay, you can bet I will stay in Bimbombay. That's where I'll settle down with the girl in the house on the hill on the way to Bimbombay. I'll settle down with the girl in the house on the hill on the way to Bimbombay. Jingling lie, 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 Jimmy Rogers, what a great career he had going, and then something really strange happened. They found him in a car on the side of the road in Los Angeles, off the freeway, and uh, he was unconscious. And it appeared that he had been attacked by somebody, and it took him so very long to recuperate from that. He uh, did come back a little bit, but that was kind of the end of his career. They never found out what actually happened or who was responsible for it, but it was... Certainly one of the stranger stories, that's for sure. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. Hi, this is Pete from Yankee Remodeler. And thanks to our many customers, both our residential and commercial divisions are booming. We're looking to add experienced carpenters and shop carpenters who want to be part of a dedicated team of professionals who enjoy doing the skills they do best. Yankee Remodeler is a full-service general contractor that's been trusted and relied upon since 1971. We offer competitive wages, benefits, and a great work environment. You can find us at yankeeremodeler.com. You'll be glad you did. Take it from me. I've been part of the Yankee Remodeler team for the last 28 years. Yankee Remodeler. Stu Bryan with you. I used to listen to him when I was a kid. And um, welcome to my world every day from noon to one as we flash back pops of the past, all the names we used to call them. I call them good old, old records. Jimmy Reeves. Talk about tranquility. Listen to this voice. Welcome to my world Won't you come on in Miracles I guess Still happen now and then Step into my heart Seek 
just for you. Welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. Make sure that you uh, leave your shoes outside the door. Some people do that. They like you to take off your shoes before you come. That's okay. I don't mind doing that, right? Some people would like you to take off your shoes, but some people just don't do it. But it's okay. It's your house. It's your world, right? Stu Breyer with your WICH. On this day in history in 1952, one of the funniest people I had ever seen, Curly from the Three Stooges, passed away in 1952. Three Stooges were around for a long time, but mostly everybody was a Curly fan. And started to talk like Curly. Nyuck, nyuck. Who are you? Curly once said, We're not ordinary people. We're just morons. In 1952, he passed away. He, You know, he may have been hysterical on stage, but his life was uh, traumatized. I think he had three marriages and health problems. But when he was on stage, nyuck, nyuck, he was the one everybody looked for when the Three Stooges came on. <laughs>
We used to all imitate Curly when uh, we were kids. Everybody was doing the Curly shuffle and talking like Curly, and just wasn't the same when we put on a Three Stooges and he wasn't there. We could still see him. They're still playing the Three Stooges shows all the time. You are the answer to my lonely prayer. You are an angel from above. I was so lonely till you came to me. With the wonder of your love. I don't know how. to me. That covers a lot of ground. Neil Sedaka wrote some beautiful songs, and that was one of them. Brenda Lee was one of the most popular female vocalists of the 60s. I mean, she was great. So many great albums and singles, and once in a while, a song is popular in other countries, but not here. And you wonder why that happened. This is a particular song that, uh, I think, one of the best Brenda Lee songs that she ever recorded, but it wasn't a big hit in this country. But I'm going to play it for you now. And you can make your own judgment. Here's Brenda Lee. If the sun should tumble from the sky, if the sea should suddenly run dry, if you Thank you. 
Brenda's albums, and uh, it was released in other countries as a single, but not in this country, and it, if you really love me. Well, that happens sometimes with music for some reason. It's different tastes in different countries. If you really love me, here's uh, the same title with Stevie Wonder. You call my name, ooh, so sweet To make your kiss incomplete When your mood is clear You quickly change your ways Then you say I'm untrue What am I supposed to do? Be a fool who sits alone waiting for you See the light of your smile Calling me all the while You are saying, baby, it's time to go 
So I've taken all this time to say Just give me a sign, something, and you know, even if it's keep off the grass, any sign. Stephen Wonder, Stu Breyer with you. It's 46 degrees right now. Keep moving that temperature up. All right. Bill Russell is uh, a guy who uh, wrote uh, Honey, which was with the biggest hit of 1968. Bobby Goldsboro had it. He was also the husband of uh, um, Vicki Lawrence, who was on the... Boy, I'm really getting into all these little stats here. Vicki Lawrence, who played on The Mama Show with Carol Burnett. Anywho, he also wrote another terrific song besides Honey. I mean, this guy was a great songwriter. This is the uh, song called Little Green Apples. up in the morning with my hair down in my eyes and she says hi and I stumble to the breakfast table while the kids are going off to school goodbye and she reaches out and takes my hand squeezes it and says how you feeling I look across the smiling lips that warm my heart and see my morning sun. And if that's not loving me, then all I gotta say Didn't make little green apples It don't rain And in the Naples in the summertime And there's no such thing As Dr. Seuss Disneyland Mother Goose is no nursery rhyme God didn't make little green apples And it don't rain And in the Naples in the summertime When myself is feeling low, I think about her face of glow to ease my Sometimes I call her up at home Knowing she's busy She's busy 
Smith. O.C. Smith had a fantastic hit with Little Green Apples. Maybe you're having some for lunch today. Hmm? Nice little healthy treat. W.I.C.H. weather is good. Getting warmer. Look, it's up to 47 degrees. I'm looking at degrees, actually. Uh, the uh, meteorologist Scott Haney says in the Channel 3 Early Morning Forecast Center, mostly cloudy, chance of a few rain showers, high 44. Tonight's dark. Chance for a rain shower early, then mostly cloudy, 32. Wednesday, a mix of sun and clouds, 50. Thursday, partly to mostly cloudy, a wintry mix possible, 43. But right now, we've been having lots of sun hanging around and 40. Seven degrees. Put that one in your pocket. On Wednesday, January 18th, join Dane Rue at the LaGrua Center in Stonington to learn about the history of the Slater Museum and the story of its collection. As museum director, Dane will take audiences into the vault and share exclusive behind-the-scenes photos and pieces that are currently hidden from public view. This free lecture is open to all and is sponsored by the Connecticut Humanities. LaGrua Center is a cultural jam located in Stonington Borough, presenting concerts, art, and speakers to all in the community. You can find more information about this event and other pro- the following tones are part of the emergency alert system. is testing the Connecticut statewide emergency alert system, a system that can quickly warn in the event of an emergency is being tested. If this had been an amber alert, evacuation, or other emergency, an official message would have followed the alert tone. This concludes this test, brought to you by the Connecticut Department of Emergency Services and Public Protection. And you don't recognize what everybody knows. What 
Listen to Stu. It's a cheap plug, huh? Pablo Cruz on WICH. How about a couple by Roy Orbison? Seems like everybody loves Roy Orbison music, and I'm one of them. I love his, uh, even his albums. Cuts you hadn't even heard before, but the expression, I'm falling in love, it's an odd one, isn't it? I'm falling in love and I can't get up. But uh, I could do a whole hour of falling in love songs, but we won't do it today. We'll do it another day. But here's one uh, by Roy Orbison, who is falling in love. I would say, I'm standing up for love, but... Just doesn't quite work that way, huh? I'm falling, I'm falling, falling in love with you. Baby, come closer, closer to me. And Remember all the nights that I told you I love. 
case get up and give her a ring all right that's Roy Orbison falling in love with you the falling the ultimate falling song someday we'll play a whole hour of falling songs because that's an expression that we use a lot Roy Orbison's first wife was named Claudette he wrote a song about her she died tragically in a motorcycle accident and uh, Roy wrote this song about his wife Claudette and it was later recorded by the Everly Brothers Here's Roy's version. about his wife uh, before he tragically lost her there. The uh, song is called Claudette. 
That's a name you don't hear much anymore, Claudette. It's a pretty name. Remember Andy Williams was married to Claudette Langeur? Hmm? It's the only other Claudette I ever heard of. Maybe we've got some Claudettes out there. Let's go back to uh, the 40s. You want to do that? Just play a song out of the 40s. I think the late 40s. Miss Peggy Lee started singing with the big bands and then went on her own to become a just a sultry, terrific entertainer. This is one of the first big hits for Peggy Lee. Manana, which means tomorrow. Hey, I'll do it tomorrow. It's good enough for me. The faucet she is dripping and the fence she's falling down. My pocket needs some money so I can go in the town. My brother isn't working and my sister doesn't care. The car, she needs a motor so I can go anywhere. Manana, 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 this for me. My mother's always working, she's working very hard. But every time she looks for me, I'm sleeping in the yard. My mother thinks I'm lazy, and maybe she is right. I'll go to work manana, but I gotta sleep tonight. Manana, 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 kiss her up for me. Oh, once I had some money, but I gave it to my friend. He said he'd pay me double, it was only for a land. But he said a little later that the horse, she was so slow. Why he gave the horse my money is something I don't know. Manana, 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 it's get a kick out of that song for those of us that put off things a little bit too much yeah I'll do it tomorrow do it tomorrow only one person lazier than that you know about Lazy Mary do you know about her well here's the story of Lazy Mary oh my goodness Mamma, I 
chevrita bacala, wey gumba no galamara jajakata. Second stanza. Chendaruna menzumara, mamma mia, mamma rida. And now for you nice ladies and gentlemen out there who don't understand the Italian language, I'd like to do two choruses in British. Lazy Mary, you better get up. She answered back, I am not evil. Lazy Mary, you better get up. We need the sheets for the table. Lazy Mary, you smoke in bed. There's only one man you should marry. My advice to you would be is to pay attention to me. You'd better marry a fireman. He'll come and go, go and come. Zembala boom bamana dena. Hey! Love that Lou Monty, don't you? Every time I hear this song, I think a quiz show is coming on, but it's Herb Alpert. After the news, we're going to talk to Jane Fraser, president of the Stuttering Foundation. Something a little bit different. Interesting, huh? <laughs> Interesting name. WICHAM 1310 in Norwich. 5FM W233 DB in Norwich. Coming up to 1 o'clock news, and we'll have our guest. How's that? Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Republicans are blasting what they say is a double standard when it comes to the Biden document scandal compared to the treatment of former President Trump. 
Bob Agnew reports. Republicans are reacting after yet another disclosure over the weekend that more classified documents turned up last week in Biden's Delaware home and garage. It bears a strong similarity to the case involving former President Trump at his home in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. The biggest difference drawing the attention of the GOP? No raid on Biden's home. Where's a raid of Biden's garage? Tweeted House Majority Leader Steve Scalise. New House Speaker Kevin McCarthy complains about what he calls the weaponization of the FBI, which he says, quote, treats President Trump one way, but treats President Biden a whole different way. Bob Agnew reporting. Also at townhall.com, the Elon Musk drama shifts from Twitter to tweets about Tesla, with the beleaguered billionaire now facing a trial over the electric car company. Julie Walker has more. The trial, which begins with jury selection today, was triggered by a class action lawsuit on behalf of investors who owned Tesla stock for a 10-day period in August of 2018. That's when Elon Musk sent out a tweet claiming he had lined up the financing to pay for a $72 billion buyout of Tesla, which he then amplified with a follow-up statement that made a deal seem imminent. But the buyout never materialized, and now Musk will have to explain his actions under oath, long before Musk purchased Twitter for $44 billion in October, he'd had his sights set on Tesla, where he continues to serve as CEO. I'm Julie Walker. President Biden traveling to Stormberry, California this week. On Saturday, he had declared a major disaster exists in the state and ordered federal aid to supplement state assistance. The Dow is down 376 points now. The Nasdaq is up 17. More at townhall.com. Sleep Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. For the second time in a month, the Colorado Library has closed its doors to clean up methamphetamine contamination. Christina Inglewood, Colorado's Director of Parks, Recreation, Library, and Golf, told KMGH library users are changing. Uh, we've seen a change in, in who comes into our library and, and the clientele around the area. It's really started to escalate. Officials shutting down the city library after getting test results showing that the contamination in the facility's restrooms exceeded state thresholds. The city just south of Denver decided to test for the drug after officials in nearby Boulder closed its main library after finding meth contamination. A 14-year-old girl fatally shot an 11-year-old boy at a Dallas apartment complex after retrieving a gun during an argument with another child. The 14-year-old is now being held at a juvenile justice center. Breaking news at townhall.com. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Well, here's a topic that we've never covered, and... Certainly worthy of covering, I'll tell you that much. We have on the line 
Jane Frazier, president of the Stuttering Foundation. Hi, Jane. Hello, Stu. It's a pleasure to be here. Nice to be with you. Let's talk about stuttering. We've known people who stutter through the years and uh, really never stop to question uh, are there cures, are there things that people can do to stop stuttering, or are we born? Are a lot of the stutterers just born that way, or do they develop that through uh, just growing up? Some of them are born that way. In fact, a, a big percentage of people who stutter, it is a genetic factor. My father stuttered, my uncle stuttered, so it definitely runs in my family. Uh, but there's also a lot you can do, and um, certainly the, the child's environment makes a big difference. In, in, a, in a family where there are high expectations and the child already has a genetic predisposition to stutter, uh, that's not a real good situation. So, so yes, every, what you do can make a big difference. So there really are cures for stuttering or uh, the ways to slow it down. Uh, it's interesting. We had a gentleman here who was uh, did an afternoon show here, a good friend, Charlie, who didn't stutter on the air, but he stuttered off the air. And I thought, man, that's a little different. Is that odd? Isn't that on you? Well, mm-hmm. you know, like James Earl Jones in... In conversational speech, James Earl Jones still has quite a significant stutter. But on the stage, of course, he is able to not only control it, but be a very powerful and uh, (laughs) impressive speaker. So, yes, it can be controlled. My own father certainly was able to control his stuttering. It takes a lot of work to do that, and um, it's fatiguing and... and, um, you don't necessarily have to have perfect speech to be a powerful speaker. I'm thinking about Winston Churchill during World War II, in particular, who was really careful when writing his speeches, but also delivered in such a way that he knew it would be powerful, and he probably wouldn't stutter. I mean, people say that uh, our current president stutters, and I don't. I don't hear that. Do you hear that when he speaks? I. Don't pick that up. Well, I hear some repetitions, mm-hmm. and, you know, it does happen that people who have stuttered earlier in life, they do have more trouble controlling it as they get older, just because you have more trouble with a lot of things as you get older. So, yeah, I hear, I certainly hear some repetitions, but it's not anything. Again, I think that the goal for young people and, and for all people who stutter is to be a good communicator and stay focused on communicating your message. I have a relative, uh, relative who lost uh, their dad. He lost his dad, and after that, um, he's a young boy. He started stuttering. It was like the so shock of it. So the real question there is, does a traumatic situation cause it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's unusual. I, I don't think that we can deny any kind of a medical phenomenon, but this is not what we usually see. We usually see onset at about two and a half to three and a half years old. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you really can make a difference. And I, the important thing at that time is for parents, first of all, to acknowledge that sometimes talking is difficult for that particular child, not make a big thing of it. You know, sometimes there's this conspiracy of silence where you feel as if you say anything at all about it. But a child knows that if he falls down and skins his knee, you're going to say, oh, that must have hurt, oh, my goodness. But if he stutters on a word, you don't say anything. So it's really important to say, you know, you're just learning to talk. Sometimes talking is hard to do. 
and acknowledge it just like you would anything that's happening. And, and that way it doesn't end up being a big problem. So the younger you can uh, address the stuttering, uh, the more chance that you can get rid of it. Is that how it goes? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We've got a great film on our website, stutteringhelp.org, that gives parents ideas of things they can do right away. You know, one of the things is don't just bombard the child with a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. It's like um, if somebody got on your show and asked you, you know, how, how what's the highest mountain and what's the how deep is the sea and all sorts of questions that you didn't know the answer to. For that, a little two and three year old, those questions, any questions, um, you know, parents in a supermarket will point to something and say, "What is that? What's the name for that? What's the name for that?" Mm-hmm. And and none of that helps. You know, ask fewer questions. Uh, give the child enough time. And, and by that, I always want to be sure and, and say that spoiling the child is a really bad idea. So when I say give the child enough time, if you're in the middle of doing something, then you just let the child know, I can't talk with you right now. I'm busy doing whatever it is, and well, I'll sit down and visit with you later. So they don't have that feeling that, you, that, that they're being shoved aside, and they know that there's a later time. It is unusual to have, uh, as I think you mentioned, you had two stutterers in your family. That's right. That's right. So it's a uh, my dad that? and my uncle, mm-hmm. and both were punished early on for their stuttering. Oh boy! Well, they were told not to do it. They were told it was a bad thing, mm-hmm. and they were actually spanked. That would never help, would it? No, it didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't. My uncle, um, I don't want to say outgrew, but my uncle really didn't worry about his stuttering. He just went ahead and stuttered. He turned, He became a journalist and quite a recognized journalist, actually. Won a Pulitzer Prize for a book on Andrew Jackson. Great. And, yeah. Uh, but, but he just stuttered away and just didn't care. My dad was a much more sensitive person. And, of course, with people who are sensitive to critique and, and, and uh, they, they, it does affect them more because they don't want to quotes make a mistake, and so for my father it was quite a traumatic thing most of his life. And then when he got to be in his fifties and sixties, he he showed great improvement. And by that time he had started the Stuttering Foundation actually, and was meeting with the experts in the field, using their advice, and um, got to a really comfortable point in his life where he could pretty much say anything he. And now you're the president of the Stuttering Foundation. That's, that's, that's right. That's I've been great. at this for a little while. We're, we're celebrating our 75th anniversary this year. Okay, good. We've been I'm around for a while. So glad you're on because I think, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people may not know about it, but they will know about it after our uh, interview. Is there new research and new treatments for stuttering? Well, actually, I think they are new. Um, the cognitive behavior therapy is is being used more and more with stuttering. And, and I, just to give you a quick explanation about that, you take, if you go into a, a, a coffee shop with a person who stutters and ask them ahead of time, you're the therapist, ask them ahead of time, what do you think is going to happen uh, when you ask for a cup of co- co- coffee? And they'll say, oh, you know, they're going to laugh at me, people are going to snicker, uh, nothing will happen. You know, they're not going to give me my coffee. Mm -hmm. So then you actually go in with them and ask for the cup of coffee. 
like that with some considerable stuttering. And what they become aware of is that people aren't laughing at them. And in fact, oh, there may be one in a hundred that does. But most people will be very sympathetic and will actually want to know a little bit more about stuttering and will also want to want to help them. So I think a lot of times, you know, the advice that people who stutter get, and they may not accept it very graciously, but it's, I think it's well meant. I think people, I mean, anytime I flew anywhere and my seatmate would always say, what do you do? And, and I'd say stuttering foundation. And they always wanted to know more. So I, mm-hmm. think, I really think a reaction, a negative reaction that people feel they're getting isn't really that. I think it's more curiosity. Well, but at any yeah. rate, the cognitive therapy makes them realize that it's not nearly as awful as they think it is, and they need to just get out there, let people know that they stutter, and stop hiding it. So when you're working with somebody, do you do it like maybe one word at a time, you know, say coffee, and then if they can say that without stuttering, you continue with other words in a sentence? How does that work? Well, for, for example, I'll give you a good example. Most people who stutter can't stutter, on, stutter a lot on their name. So for my father, it was Fraser. Fraser. So he learned how to say the word Fraser. He focused on the R, Fraser. Just a real light contact. So they do learn light, easy contacts on the words that they that have been giving them trouble. But obviously, you can't go through life with one word. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the idea is to build confidence and also, uh, you know, people know when they're going to have a problem. And so if they've anticipated that they're going to have a problem with the word Fraser, but they know ahead of time and they begin to learn in many situations that they have a new way to say it, Fraser, that's easy, then they don't have that anticipatory fear anymore. That's all part of kind of cognitive, called cognitive restructuring. So when people stutter over certain words, is it a, could it be a psychological thing because a certain word uh, they feel uncomfortable or insecure with? or uh... Fear plays a big role. Yeah. And if you have stuttered on an F before, you you know you you conjure up that f as being just a really scary letter mm-hmm. and and what's interesting is sometimes you know if it's a ph like physical <laughs> phy they won't stutter they don't think of that as being fearful and yet it's the exact same sign so it's the exact same sound coming out of their mouths but it's not spelled the same way and so as they see it if they're reading for example and they may not, that fear may not be as bad. But yes, fear plays a role. And, you know, here's a good analogy. I tell you, Stu, that I want you to walk a plank across your office. It's on the floor. And you say, sure, Jane, I can do that. It's, it's a foot and a half wide, and, and you can do that. And so then I say, okay, Stu, I'm going to lift this 10 feet in the air. It's the same plank. Mm-hmm. You have the same legs that you had before, the same mm-hmm. muscles. And I want you to walk that plank. And you'd look at me, maybe, and say, I can't do that, Jane. Well, that's the exact same thing with stuttering. It's the fear. They yeah. may be able to speak easily with their dog, with their parents, with their best friends. Yeah. But when that pressure is on the muscles and that delicate mechanism to say a word, then it's like you 10 feet in the air trying to walk the plank. 
That's very uh, interesting analysis. It's um, very interesting. Boy, I'm sure glad that I have you in there. Uh, tell me about some famous people who stutter we may not know about, or? Well, of course, you, I've, I've just named a couple. We talked about James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never um, would have thought him was, yeah. And, of course, Mel Tillis. I think most people know about Mel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily Blunt, the actress. Marilyn Monroe, of all people. Uh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. Samuel Jackson, another actor. Gummo Marx, who was one of the Marx brothers, not very well known. Opera singer Robert Merrill. Raymond Massey, um, another another actor. So you see, they learned how to use their voice in interesting ways. Was Elvis one of them? I noticed Elvis on the list here. Elvis is one as well. Isn't that interesting? And so many people who stutter turn to singing. And, you know, when when you sing, you're using... Well, first of all, you're using a different part of your brain, but you're also, the airflow is different. So when you're singing, you see the air is flowing in a completely different way. Um, Ed Sheeran, another singer. Carly hmm. Simon. Bill oh. Withers. <laughs> That's amazing. Big list. Yeah, it's a big list. So maybe to start to get treatment, uh, that, uh, for instance, uh, with Frazier, he could go... My name is Frazier. That's right. Will that do it? Well, you know, Robert Merrill, the opera singer, said that as a child, when he couldn't speak, his mother just said, sing, sing the message. Mm-hmm. So he would say, um, I want my dinner now. I'm hungry. I want a cookie. And he didn't have any trouble, and he realized that was something, that was the way he could express himself. And, of course, he went on to be a really world-renowned opera singer but that was that's the only incidence where we've got where he really his parents in, encouraged him to sing and that he used it to communicate but it's not a bad idea when you think about it so generally it's, speaking if somebody is a stutterer uh, is it automatically they can sing and that won't yes. be a deterrence absolutely and that's something no one stutters when they sing because think about the airflow the other thing that you don't think about much is word retrieval, finding those words in your brain. You know, that's 45,000 45, neuromuscular events per second to say one word. So that whole <coughs> process of finding the words, you know the words of a song. Mm-hmm. So you're not looking for them. That's part of it. Does anybody it's ever wake? A lot of reasons. Yeah, Jane. Does anybody ever wake up who was a stutterer and then they didn't stutter anymore? We hear from people who stutter for a little while. And that's it. Yeah. Children in particular that will stutter and that will even be very severe. But the severity in a little two or three year old is not at all an indication that it's going to go on. So we always like to tell parents that because they think, oh, it's so. Pronounce the child wake up one day and say, "Mommy, I can't mm-hmm. talk," and it scares everybody. It scares the child, scares the mother, father, but it's not at all. Um, uh, it does not at all indicate that that child is going to continue. That's why people need to get in touch with the Stuttering Foundation instead of getting yeah. mad at the kid and yelling and yep. all of that yep. stuff. It's like people or, or fear or being afraid of. You know, I think a lot of parents immediately jump to. Is he going to go to college? Is he going to get married? Is she going to have a life? 
they already have mm-hmm. jumped to adulthood with their concerns. And so, if for no other reason, it's really important to go ahead and find out everything you can. When you think about cancer or heart trouble, and you begin to understand those problems, and you begin treatment, it's not nearly as scary as the point at which you know nothing. I, um, my husband had cancer, and you know the first weeks, we just thought, oh, this is just the end of the world. And, but once he started chemo, it wasn't nearly as frightening, and he lived another 28 years, oh, and never, and that was not, you know, that was not the cause of his death. But it, it certainly made a difference the more we knew, and also having the doctor really explain things to us explain things to us and I think the same is true with stuttering the more you know the more you are involved as a parent helping your child the the more um confident you are that that child's going to be all right I remember they used to get mad at kids if uh, they were left-handed they would yeah. be punished like that was ever going to help anything yeah and of course there was also <clears throat> the myth that if you corrected them they would begin to stutter that isn't true. That is that really was a myth. But you know, myths prevail. And down in the south, there's always a a, a myth that if you just put a if you stuff a washcloth in the child's mouth, he'll stop suffering. Bob Love told us that his mother did that. It did not stop him. But he had really excellent therapy, overcame his stutter, and became really a well-known public speaker for the Chicago Bulls. That's wonderful. It uh, is exciting, isn't it? So he had a second career after after not just being a legendary basketball player, then he went on to be a very motivational speaker. What about a child, uh, Jane, who's been abused? And unfortunately, there are way too many. Do, would they be more prone to, uh, because being frightened all the time, they would be stuttering? No, we hear not, and I'll tell you where they did the research on that mm-hmm. was during World War II, because the little children in London had to hide, you know, every night the blitz and the bombs coming in and everything. There was not a higher rate of stuttering. See, isn't that interesting? Yeah. You would think there, in some, but, but that, again, comes back to the point where it is really mostly genetic. 60 to 70 percent runs in families. Now... You know, constant stress. We know that constant stress affects overall health, for sure. We know that the people who are under stress may be more apt to have cancer. They may be more apt to have a heart attack. They may be more apt to... But but the problem is already there. It's exacerbated, maybe. Once the problem is already there, then certainly stress will make it worse. But it isn't the basic cause. I see, I see. So what can we uh, expect when we call the Stuttering Foundation of, um, you know, say, what can I do? Where can I get treatment? Uh, What do you tell folks? So it depends on who you are and what age you are. So if you're a parent, then we have videotapes that you can watch immediately. And, of course, for us, that's a thrill because, you know, think back 75 years ago, there was no Internet, there were no films, and if we wanted to get something to somebody, it had to go by mail. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any FedEx. I mean, it's yeah. hard to imagine that none of those things existed. So reaching people was tough. Now we can say, if you have a computer or a phone, you can watch the 15-minute video of things you can do right away today, 
to help your childhood status. Instantly. If teenage, if there's a teenager, there are also films for teens. If you're a therapist working with a teenager and you have some questions, we have a professional who answers those questions for you, uh, Dr. Ellen Kelly. And all you do is go to ask, ask the Stuttering Foundation at stutteringhelp.org, and uh, Dr. Kelly has good down-to-earth practical advice. If you're an adult, we have books, and, and the same thing, we have films that you can watch giving you some ideas of ways you can help yourself. So the real excitement is that, that now, thanks to the Internet and thanks to the online books, our books are free online, you can um, get that help instantly. You don't have to sit around waiting. What's the first thing I'm going to see if I, you know, look at a self-help on stuttering tape? What's the first thing that, that, that it's going to say to me? I think the, maybe the most important thing is uh, to be upfront about your stuttering, to be open about it. Because people who stutter put themselves under a lot of pressure to hide it. And so one of the best advice, uh, pieces of advice that we have is to let people know to be open about it. It's mm-hmm. the thing they've probably been hiding all their lives. And once they say, you know what, I'm going to be speaking to you today, and sometimes I'll stutter, then that takes all the pressure off. Yeah. Another good piece of advice is that people do, need to learn to speak. It will help them if they speak slowly. A lot of people who stutter try to go really fast because they think they can get past the moment of stuttering. Ah, that's but a good point. But if they go yeah. slowly, they have more control over their speech. And eventually they can think, pick it up the speed a little, eventually. And I think uh, not being afraid of silence. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've heard a really good speaker or... I mean, just think back at the jokes that Bob Hope did on, on television. He always knew when to, when to say nothing. Mm-hmm. And the world didn't stop. See, I just did a pause then. You know, and it's interesting. It's a really powerful thing, pauses are. And I think people who stutter tend to try to fill the space because they're so afraid they're going to stutter, they're a little bit afraid to to slow down. But if you pace yourself, you probably have less stuttering. But again, being open about it, that's the hardest thing, but it's also one of the most helpful. So say I'm meeting some, I'm a stutter, I meet somebody for the first time, it would be a good idea to say, you know, I'm going to go slow because I'm working on this, I am a stutterer, I've been there so many years. Would that make you more comfortable? I think so. Mm. I'm working on my stuttering. Yeah. Bear with me. I mean, each person has to find their own way to say it. And again, nothing takes more courage. It takes tremendous courage. Because for some people who stutter, they may block on a word for a long time they may just go like that and then the listener you're really putting your listener at ease yeah if you say sometimes i'm going to stutter then they don't feel embarrassed standing there so i mean you can see that it's a two-way street it's not just helping you it's it's also helping your listener and if you think of it in that way then it kind of changes your attitude. I'm so glad I got to know the uh, president of the Stuttering Foundation. I, I just want to make sure before we uh, depart on this interview that I get all the information that people need to get information from you again. So 
people that are listening. Let that, me repeat that for you. Yes. It's the website where all this information is is Stuttering Help. That's H E L P. StutteringHelp.org. Easy enough. The 800 number is 1 800 992 9392. So StutteringHelp.org and 1 800 Now, we're in Norwich, Connecticut, uh, not too far from Hartford and, uh, you know, in Rhode Island. Is it hard to find uh, places that deal with that or help people with that? Not at all. We do. If if you you, uh, visit our website, sign up for, uh, you'll see our email address is info at stutteringhelp.org. Just write us and we will send you a list of therapists in your area. Info at stutteringhelp.com. No, stutteringhelp.org. Oh, there's... Because we're a nonprofit organization, so stutteringhelp.org. Now, it could be because we do... Uh, if, if you put .com by mistake, I think it will reach us as well. But it's uh, info at stutteringhelp.org. That's great. So what is your average day like, Jane? Oh, average day is... Talking to a lot of people who stutter, actually. Mm-hmm. Talking to a lot of parents. And um, just working to hope we make a difference in, in a lot of lives. Thank you, Stu. I think you do the same. Well, we hope to have helped some people today, and it's a pleasure to speak with you, Jane. And uh, anything we can do for you to promote your foundation, just let me know. Thank you so much, and thank you for your time on the show today. appreciate it. All right, Jane. Take care. Thank you. Bye. All right, Jane Frazier, learning about that. The Stuttering Foundation. Do you or someone you know stutter? Maybe it'll give them help. Maybe it'll give them confidence. You are not alone. I never realized that um, Elvis was a stutterer. Hmm. I've heard him speak a lot, but maybe there's different... uh, a lot of stuttering and a little. or Anyway, uh, our lines are open now. This portion of our program is an open topic. Hope you enjoyed that. 94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit CT.gov slash CTStateJobs at CT.gov slash CTStateJobs for more information. Hi, this is Pete from Yankee Remodeler. And thanks to our many customers, both our residential and commercial divisions are booming. We're looking to add experienced carpenters and shop carpenters who want to be part of a dedicated team of professionals who enjoy doing the skills they do best. Yankee Remodeler is a full-service general contractor that's been trusted and relied upon since 1971. We offer competitive wages, benefits, and a great work environment. You can find us at yankeeremodeler.com. You'll be glad you did. Take it from me. I've been part of the Yankee Remodeler team for the last 28 years. Yankee Remodeler! Hi, WIC. It's with Stu on an absolutely beautiful winter day. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. I heard her. I think she's wonderful. Me too. I mean, and, it's uh, there's no the, charge for any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, and and the people that uh, um, she helps, uh, they're very lucky to have her. It's nice to have that foundation. Yes, yes, they are. So uh, anyway, I just wanted to say it. Well, I'm glad you were listening. Thank you much. Okay. Hello, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Briar. Man, I had to call you back, man. That was a great interview. You know, 
do, I'm gonna do a confession, and I'll call you like Benny, Boston Benny, Father Stu. I used to go to Anthony Rosenforth and go confession in in St. Patrick's Cathedral. Listen, when I was in third grade, I went and changed schools, Mm -hmm. and this kid, he had a stuttering problem. Yes, and I emulated him for like two two weeks. Hmm. All of a sudden, man, my mom was up there in the guidance council, and they made me read books and all this stuff. I was just playing along with him. I thought it was a joke, but it wasn't a joke, Stu. And now I look back at all the crap that I learned with Paul Simon in in high school. Listen. No, it wasn't a joke. This guy had a little, this young kid had a, a southern problem. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. And I I emulated him like you, <laughs> you know, Jackie Gleason and all that. No. And my mother brought me home. She said, Joe, you don't have a stuttering problem. I was emulating him. And, you know, I turned it out to a joke and all. Well, we but don't know. I, I hope he's doing well. Mm-hmm. That was a great interview, Stu. Thanks, Joey. I had to share that with you, man. I love you. That's really the truth. I love you, Father Stu. Later. Take take care. We got 49 degrees. Do we have 50, 50, 51, 52? Don't get greedy on the temperature. 49 degrees. Let me check my Stu Doppler window. Mm. Okay, I'm cloudy a little. Cloudy and sunny. Sunouty. Once again, up to 49 degrees on January the 17th. Hmm. This portion of our program is an open topic. Let's just get this call before uh, we take a break. You're on the air. Welcome. Hello. Um, how come um, singers that um, stutter... Um, I'm sorry, I got to turn my down. How come singers that stutter don't stutter when they sing? Well, the only thing she told me is that uh, just about everybody that she's heard of that can stutter, they sing because they just get a different uh, way of talking and... Just about everyone that stutters can sing, which is amazing. Yeah, but I mean, they don't stutter when they sing, you know no. what I mean? Like Mel Tillis stuttered, correct? Because you don't talk the same when you sing. It's just your, your just <laughs> you elevates your, your... I know it's amazing, but... Many of us who like to sing don't sing well, but now I think I do. It depends on who it is, like um, I have a raspy voice. I like, um, the, you know, the Tedeschi Trucks Band? I know you don't play that kind of stuff, but you know who they are? No, I don't. Oh, well, she's got a real raspy voice, like Janis Joplin and that kind of stuff, so uh, it mm-hmm. depends on who I'm singing. Um, I like to sing. I sing all the time, so, um, but, uh, yeah, I just always thought, I, I caught the last of the interview, so I didn't hear the whole thing. Yeah, we talked a little bit about the singing thing, and that, uh, yeah, she didn't know anybody who stuttered that couldn't sing. It's crazy. Or, like, um, people with accents, mm. like um, mm-hmm. Toby Toby Keith. Yeah. Toby Keith. Not Toby Keith. Um, oh, gosh, um, you know. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. The actress's we... husband, yeah. Um, I can't think of her name either. Um, he's country singer. He's from Australia, and he has an Australian accent. But when he sings, he doesn't sing in Australian. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing. And I, I, with radio announcers, it's the same thing. They can be, uh, they can have this big southern drawl, and then they uh, go to another station, and uh, you never know that they were from down south. It's, it's pretty amazing. What can you can adjust? People think I'm from. Um, they're like, "Where are you from? New York?" And I'm like, "No, I'm from Connecticut." And they say, "Well, you." 
we're right between Massachusetts and New York, so we kind of get that twang and that. Um, mm-hmm. We're not pronouncing our words like we should. You know, we we yeah, we're lacking in our. Uh, I love all, I love all accents and things. I mean, it's great. Me too. Me yeah. too. So. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think you you didn't get a chance to play that song. I was outside and I thought, no, the Melanie record. No, I, I didn't get to it today. But no, I, I you will. played it for me before, so yeah. I appreciate it. But thanks anyway. You're welcome. Okay, bye, Stu. See ya. Hello, you're on the air. Qu- quickly, Stu. I think it's because you your mind slows down when you when you uh, sing, and that's what she said. Yeah, slowing it down is one of the first lessons, and uh, right. Right. Okay. Thanks. Maybe we help somebody today. That would be nice. Or, you know, somebody who has a stuttering problem. Nothing to be embarrassed about. It just happens. People are born that way. But it's interesting what Joe said that, you know, sometimes we mimic people, especially if you don't understand. And you're a kid and you hear somebody stuttering and you, you know, you just, we get older, we learn things. So I learned a lot today from her, from the Stuttering Foundation, which I didn't even know existed. But you can find them in probably every area in our listening audience. I'm floored. I'm floored, too. It feels good to be floored. I'm floored, and I like it. Thanks to Clough Carpet One Floor and Home. Clough for all of your flooring needs. Not just carpet. A huge selection of hardwoods, tile, vinyl, laminate, and area rugs. And Clough installs everything we sell. Clough offers the best service and knowledgeable staff to help you pick the right flooring for your needs and budget. Financing is available for qualified buyers. By the way, thanks to all of our loyal customers for voting us best flooring company by reader's choice for another year remember club comes to your home to measure and give you an estimate for free we stand behind our floors ask about our carpet one beautiful guarantee and get ready to be floored with cloths family owned since 1972 across from bj's on crossroads and waterford and at clough carpet one waterford.com clough carpet one floor and home the one-stop shop for your perfect floor This is Nick Kaplinson of Dime Bank. Are you looking for the perfect New Year's resolution? Discover what makes community banking better at Dime with 14 locations throughout Connecticut and westerly Rhode Island, including our newest branch in Vernon, Connecticut. If you're suffering from the big bank blues that place profits and shareholders first, Dime is welcoming new customers who've had enough. It's your choice, your bank, your Dime. Dime Bank. Community banking lives here. Member FDIC now open in Vernon. It seems strange to hear old Lang Syne again. Hmm? What a fast year that was, eh? WICH with Stu. The weather is uh, unseasonably mild today, and I'm not complaining. <laughs> it's great. Get the garden going. Mostly cloudy today. Chance of uh, maybe a shower. Highs today in the 50s. Chance of a rain shower tonight, 32. Wednesday, mix of sun and clouds, 50. 43 on Thursday with a chance of a wintry mix. Right now, it's 49 degrees. Remember that cowboy, Tom Mix? (laughs) I just said wintry mix, and I thought of uh, Tom Mix. Boy, we had a lot of cowboys growing up, didn't we, gang? The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Rebound. Loose puck. Score! The Huskies win. The ice bus rolls on. Shoot. Score! At 
feet at her! Closes the door! Huskies will win it! Catch all the action all season long on your home for UConn hockey. Catch many of the UConn Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5 FM WICH. All right. We got some comedy coming up very soon. You're on the air. Welcome. Ooh, I'm on the air. Let me turn my radio down. Turn my radio down. Turn my radio down. There we go. You're stuck. There. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I missed your stellar interview. Was it? Uh, I'm sure it was a good one. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I learned a lot from it myself. Mm-hmm. Good, good. I'm glad I was tuned in. Yeah, yeah. You listen to your own show. That's p- positive. Yeah. Well, we have podcasts. I can check it out. You can listen to it, yeah. So, uh, a couple of things on my mind. Um, The news has been making a big deal out of China's population going down by 850,000 people. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to point out that the population of China is about 1.1 billion with a B. So, 850,000 using rough numbers is, um, it means that their population dropped by point. Zero 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 one percent. Yeah, they won't even know anybody's missing. Yeah, it's like a non-news story, but we get the, we get wrapped up in these things. I think, so. Kevin. I think we have three hundred and sixty million in this country. I think it's somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they uh, count it every day. Oh, we were the planet was supposed to pass uh, seven point nine billion on New Year's Day, and I didn't hear whether that happened or not. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, that was uh, that was supposed to happen January first. I'm sure it probably has by now. Well, China had a restriction of uh, you couldn't have more than one baby. Yeah, and I think they've that's dwindled or they've done away with that or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, they well, they may they, they may change it anymore. back. Of course, they can change the laws whenever they want. Of um, course, they may knock on people's doors and say, "All right, get amorous." Yeah. Oh, you had half a baby too many. So um, I also was thinking about guests for your show. I know I'm, you're always looking for suggestions and absolutely, ideas. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, except for me, probably, because... No, even you I sometimes. Was, I was thinking of a few here. How about, a? Uh, have you ever had a scam artist on your show? A former scam artist? I didn't, well, I guess it could be former, but I was thinking of a, a current one. Then, then again, they're probably all in jail. They'd be afraid of being arrested on the air. Yeah, I can there imagine. you go. Isn't, have you ever had anybody arrested on the air? Well, I had a woman who, uh, just not that long ago, who hired somebody to kill her daughter's boyfriend. Yeah. She spent some time in jail. Artist, somebody who scams people out of their money, you know, maybe... I'd like to interview an ex-con and who can, you know, once in a while I hear an interview of somebody who was a serial yeah. burglar and he comes on and tells people what not to do. What not to do and how, mm-hmm. how he's reformed and stuff, yeah. he or she. That's interesting uh, stuff. Okay, how about an astronaut? Have you interviewed an astronaut? Uh, no, uh, when they go out of town, they're really out of town. Yeah, really? So, no, I haven't. That would be cool, though, getting no, an astronaut on the show. I would love to do that. Yeah, keep going. I'm there. I like this. How about somebody from uh, Animal Rescue, an animal shelter or whatever? Mm-hmm. You must have done one of those. Yeah, I've had a few of those, but I haven't okay. had one in a while, so... Uh, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, former president? No, no. 
No former presidents. presidents. Future president. Future president. Bill uh, Bill Clinton was at uh, Greenville Drug, and I tried to interview him, but the Secret Service was ready to kill me, so... Seriously? Uh, Yeah. Well, I'm sure they weren't ready to kill you. Well, they were going to... Yeah, my my cousin, I think, actually met him when he was in Norwich. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. uh, Guests for the show. I know I had a few others. Uh... Hmm, 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 hmm. Oh, oh uh, a, a minor bird. A minor bird? Yeah, have you ever interviewed a minor bird or a parrot on the air? I tried with a parrot once. I did. There we go. Somebody kept, you know, they said, your pet, my parrot can talk. We taught it, and we taught it to say, ah, Stubreyer, ah. <laughs> but as soon as, really, seriously, but as soon as we got him on the radio, clammed right up. Clammed, really? Ah. Wow, it started stuttering probably and everything. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, well, I was close because this listener kept saying. I wonder, wonder why that happened. I don't know. This listener so, kept so saying, so my, you, "You had him in the studio and he was talking." No, not in the studio. But as soon as the on-air light went on and the <clears> mic went on, he clammed up. No, this was on the phone. Oh, it was. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So it wasn't even um, that uh, scary. Yeah. It just well, seemed... you got to get one in the studio. But, you know, well, I'd love to. Some newspaper on the floor. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Speaking of birds, Kevin. Yeah. Last night I looked out on the front porch, and this adorable little bird, just sitting on the porch, just all curled up in a ball. And I'm thinking, oh, this this poor bird is freezing to death. He's sick. Is this or that? And then uh, two hours later, I looked out on the porch, and there he was. He never flew away. Hmm. You just feel helpless. I, I don't know, you know, if, if he's deceased or what. And then the next morning, he was gone. Okay. But he did leave us a little present on the porch. <laughs> so he's probably not deceased. No. He, uh, or he got eaten, and now he is deceased. He was taking yeah, a I nap. Know, with wildlife, you, you wonder. Yeah, you know? he was just taking a little nap, I guess. There is, and I have it somewhere, there, and I can look it up if you want me to, not right now, but... There is a number, because um, I think I heard a PSA or somewhere, and I did some research. If you uh, come across an animal that needs help, a wild animal, you know, who do you call? Well, of course, in Connecticut, if you're in a municipality, you probably want to call your local animal control or police department, and they can put you through to animal control. Uh, DEEP has people that uh, they can direct you to, so if you call... Mm-hmm. Them on uh, their emergency number, like that. But there is a nationwide toll-free number uh, to call for uh, animals in trouble, like wild animals. So if you come across, uh, you know, a bird or a squirrel or a coyote or a bear or whatever it might be that that needs help, you know, um, I don't mean help getting a meal, but they make great uh, guests. Really, the animal control people. There's a lot of stories they'll tell you about. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was one I remember reading uh, a few months ago about, and I think she had gone and picked up a bunch of chickens. I can't remember what was wrong if the chickens didn't have a home. Anyway, she didn't have enough cages in her vehicle. This was up in Maine. Mm -hmm. So she put them where she could. She had a few chickens in the front seat, and then she was trying to get them to calm down, and they were hungry. So apparently she drove through McDonald's with chickens in the front seat and got the. I don't know 
she got some chicken McNuggets or what, but oh my God. Uh, it was a real funny story. It was a lot funnier than what I'm, well, I'm relating. Cause I can don't you imagine? She, I hope she put a blindfold on the chickens when she got chicken McNuggets. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, whoa, like, baby. You can't make this stuff up. Hey, thanks. If you ever come up with any more, email me or call me. I will me. do that. We'll see you later. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kev. Hi, WICH. Welcome. Oh, hi. I wanted to alliterate um, on what Kevin said about the Chinese uh, population thingy. Mm -hmm. I heard numbers last night, middle of the night, that don't equate with the small numbers that they're saying today. And I'm like, what the? It doesn't make any sense. What they were complaining about last night... This is, I couldn't believe this, but yes, I can, because they had COVID over there that they never told one about how many deaths. They said last night, middle of the night, and this was on the news, 10 million died in China last year, okay? And the amount of births was only 9 million. So they're saying births are not keeping up with deaths and they wanted them to have more than one child, but China is having a hard time convincing married couples to have another kid. And so those are the numbers I heard, and then I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute, worldwide, I forgot the number that died supposedly from COVID, because people were getting in accidents and stuff and they were saying COVID too, but I didn't think 10 million died worldwide, anywhere. But it said in China, 10 million died last year, but with over a billion or two people that live there, actually 10 million is not really very many. But births are not keeping up with their death rate, and that is what the story was about. So, and on the little birdie, sometimes I know here, because I feed the birds oh, oh, many times a day, a hawk will fly by, the birds will fly up, they'll crash into the window or the side of the house, they'll flop on the ground, you know, because they knock themselves out, and then they kind of, uh, they'll sit there. And then later on, they'll get up and fly away. Well, maybe that's the case, but usually they don't sur survive when they... Fly yeah. into a window. Well, if there's uh, cats around, they won't survive, mm -hmm. that's for sure. But I I've just watched them do that. Oh, whomp, okay, a bird hit the window. Where is it? This was the cutest little bird imaginable, and I figured, well, the next morning, still going to be there, but he was gone. What color was it? I don't know, all kinds of different colors. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> he was taking I a nap. Bird, so. I guess he was napping. Anyway, yeah, they were feeding heavily the um, before we had all the little pellets hit the ground yesterday morning. I'm like, why are the birds pigging out? And, well, they knew animals and birds and things like that. If you watch them, you can tell the weather. And I have always done that, watching wildlife and what they're up to. So, um, but that was, see, that, that's what's really weird about the news. One will say one thing, one will say another, which is true. Well, you got to just do the best to try to find out who's as close to the truth as possible. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Sue. Okay. We'll see you later. I just think birds are remarkable, and I, I never realized it till they used to uh, make a nest on our porch every year. And I'm, I'm telling you, it was the same group of birds, and they would go to the same place. And every year, you know, we... We finally 
you know, put something there so they wouldn't make a nest because, you know, they were doing bird things all over the place. And we saw them just come back every year and still try to get into that one spot. And I'm telling you, they remembered where that little house was. Finally, they gave up. They don't do it anymore. But there they were. And then they just couldn't get in. You're on the air. Welcome. Hello. I have resuscitated a bird before. Yeah. Um, we have big picture windows. I have an A-frame house. So every now and then you hear a thud. And they fly into the window because, you know, they just... And then they kind of get stunned. And I hear it and I'm like, oh, no. And I'll go outside and usually it's like a hummingbird. And they're so tiny. So he hit the window and he fell on my deck. I've got a wraparound porch, and I was like, oh, no. I picked him up. I put him on the railing, and honest to God, I pushed on his chest, like, one, two, three. Oh, my God, one, you two, resuscitated three. him. I'm not, I'm not, I am not joking, oh, tall man. I swear to God. And then I blew in his beak, and then it kind of picked up his head, oh. like, up from asleep and went, oh, you know, like the cartoons, yeah. And then, whoop, and he flew away. That's a hummingbird. They're really tiny, tiny, aren't they? They're pretty tiny. Yeah, they're like your like from your thumb to your yeah. the palm of your thumb. Yeah, but and then um, the other day we live in the woods, like I said. So we've got bluebirds, chickadees, hummingbirds, nuthatches, um, Baltimore Orioles, any species we have here because we feed them, um, you know, mealworms and. Um, I have thistle and um, black oil and attract all the birds. And the, we came up the driveway from taking a walk, and, and this little titmouse, you know what they are? They have like a pointed head. Mm-hmm. You, are you a bird person? Not big per- bird person, no. Not well, get a book. It's interesting. And look them up, and when you find one outside, you're mm-hmm. like, what is that? And, um, but it just was sitting there on the ground. And I thought, oh, my God, like you said. I'm like, oh, no. And he was just nestled into the leaves trying to get warm. That's all. Oh, okay. so do you have leaves on your um, where you saw the bird? Yes, absolutely relieved. In fact, he relieved himself there. But uh, No, 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 not relieved. Do you have leaves on oh, where leave. the bird was? No, 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 no. He just oh, okay. was because in the middle of the they, uh, porch. They, they, yeah. Like you said, they just want to take a nap. They just kind of well, hang out. that's what he was waiting. doing. I, I guess that's what he was doing, taking a nap. Do you feed the birds? Uh, no, no. Oh, well, a lot of people don't. It's very expensive. We don't have a lot of bird, we don't have a lot of birds around. But I saw this little guy or girl or uh, uncle or whatever, and he was uh, obviously <laughs> taking a nap. So he was a nappy well, bird. Yeah, I recessed a bird. So there you go. Well, good kind for you. Funny. You're my hero now. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Hello there. My name is Seychelle, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is the punch of flavors that's unlike any other. You get the crispy tenderness of the chicken and that hint of sourness from the pickles. Ta-da! <laughs> hey, I'm Juan, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is you know you're going to get chicken that's crispy, golden, and juicy. This is the gold standard of chicken sandwiches. Order the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real customers paid for their testimonials. Speaking of birds, a little Chick-fil-A there. All right, we have a a little bit of humor with Ray Romano, uh, all about his Italian mom. You may get a kick out of this. I hope so. How are you? Thank you for speaking for the group up here. I come from an Italian house, and it's hard to eat right. Are there Italians here in Montreal? Yeah. Wow. Quite a few. And you know what? There's more than that here. But they're just, they're, they're on the witness protection program now, that's all. <laughs> oh, they're in the back, they're up in the balcony. Yeah. 
I come from the very Italian house, the plastic furniture you couldn't sit on house. Did anybody have the museum house? Oh, towels you could never touch. China that no one's ever going to use. Everything in this house is for a special occasion that hasn't happened yet. My mother's waiting for the Pope to show up for dinner one night with Sinatra. Or Chachi, any prominent Italian. And when you eat over their house, there's a technique when you eat over the Italian mother, mother's house. Or the Jewish mother, it's the same actually, when it comes to food. I tell my friends, I brief them, I go, look, when you're done with the meal, my mother's going to try to give you more, okay? Now listen carefully. If you want a tiny bit more, tell her no. Just look her right in the eyes. No, I'm full. Boof! A little bit more, right there. Yeah, and if you want a lot more, you, okay, just a tiny bit more. Boom, another meal, just like that. You stay one step ahead of her. That's all. And if you don't want any more, you have to shoot her. Yeah, there's no other way. None for me. No, you take a little. No, I don't think so, Miss Romano. All right, back off. Back off, lady. Put it back in the bowl. Put it back. Now hand the spoon to Ray. Nice and easy. She's got a cannoli in her apron. Shoot her. And land one. Don't graze her. That'll piss her off. Yeah, she'll take a bullet and keep coming. Oh, I warmed it up. Oh, no. oh, yeah, she won't stop. She'll flip it to your aunt. There's always a fat aunt backing her up somewhere. Go get him. Feed him without me. I went to an Italian wedding last week. These are the most annoying things in the world. I don't like any wedding because I don't dance. And if you don't dance, you can't even step on the dance floor without getting sucked into something. Uh, that, that train always gets me. That annoying people train. You, you don't even realize it. You're like, I'm going to the men's room. I'll be right back. I'm just going to the men's room. Oh! Yeah, you're on a train. That's how that little move started. That's all people that were on their way to the men's room. Oh, I'm never gonna make it. Oh, I'm never, something better happen soon. Yeah. And you can't get off it. You can't just disengage, because then you're the conductor for whoever's attached to you right now. I'm going to the men's room. Get off, get off me. Last stop, last stop right here. Oh, stay on, I don't care, stay on. They'll stay on. They'll follow you right in. Hey, where's he going? Hey, what's he doing? Oh, he stopped. He stopped. Oh, shake, everybody, shake. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, the Italians. My wife is very Italian. We have a little baby now, too. It's very exciting now. I have a year-and-a-half-old daughter. Thank you. You're a warm bunch of people. Uh, all right. I'm not gonna bore you. It's the greatest thing in the world. You know what I can't do now? I can't write any new jokes because all I do all day is try to make my daughter laugh. All my comedy's for her. It's frightening. I'm losing my perspective on adult humor, really. I've written one new joke since I became a father. Here, is this funny? What do you think of this? Hi. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi in the balcony. 
We'll try to get some more of Ray uh, this week on WICH. And that's the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you'll be with us again tomorrow. Goodbye. Everybody, please be kind to each other. WICH.